Yes. All right. Are we ready to go with the podcast? I think we're ready. We are ready. We're ready, baby. All right. Let's do it. Take it away. So, um, we're back, baby, from Austin, Texas. We are. Texas. Texas. It was wonderful. Longhorns. Yeah. Big steers. Hill country, flat We country. can get into that later. Country, uh, flying, country. Flying during a quarantine is a segment on page nine. Sean of has a, a lot of notes. We've got a lot of notes. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. And I'm Katie. And we're here to rock your socks. Yes. And today... We are so excited. We have a sponsor. Ah, this podcast was spot. Who uh, is so awesome that they want to sponsor our podcast? Yeah, we're sponsored by Podcorn. <gasps> Podcorn. Podcorn. Um, they want us to talk about our real world and personal experience using it. Uh, so basically, we have a podcast, as you know, you're listening. Podcorn's how we get sponsors, right? You can put the stuff in. And yeah. You put the ideas in the box and out comes sponsorship. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's so easy to use. Uh, you just visit the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, there's a lot of people that I know that are out there that listen to our podcast mm-hmm. that also have podcasts. I've found that out in the comments. That's awesome. I think that there's a little podcast underground. And if you're looking to place ads on your podcast. Look at Podcorn. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't um, have the ad read, but that's what I assume they want. It's no secret that it costs money to make our podcast because this is a high budget uh project Mm -hmm. you know we've got our mics we've got uh, the cost of hosting our kitchen uh, table beverages yes lacroix 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 is not cheap so it does not come cheap we were looking for a way to support the show through advertising like Mm -hmm. all podcasts do um honestly i flipped through pod uh, podcorn a couple of times and looking at the sponsors not all of them fit for us some of them were like talking about uh, things that I, I don't know. Like, well, this isn't a fitness podcast, so exactly. we would be out. So it's kind of cool. They have a variety of different people yeah. you can choose from. Um, you know, it just made it a little bit easier for us to get into the advertising game to make that sweet, 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 sweet podcast money. Boop, 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 boop. Soon, I'm going to be driving a Ferrari. What's a Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle's like, I'm rich, bitch. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, but you may be asking yourself, what exactly is Podcorn? Yes, tell me more. Please. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. <gasps> I love it. Where do yeah. people go to find out more, Sean? Uh, I'm assuming things about this ad reader. Podcorn.com. Funny enough, that's where you go. Do we have a discount code or anything? No, you just go there. And oh. uh, the link will be in the description below. Perfect. Use it. Do it. Podcorn. Wow, my first ad read. Sean did it. Bungled did it, though. It. No, Thanks, did man. Did it's I? always nervous at the beginning. Remember <sighs> before? I hope they're pleased with my performance. I'm sure. Five gold stars. Don't you guys think? Five gold stars. All right. Um, no, it's always nervous. I remember one of my first ad reads for our main channel. Remember how many takes? I'd be like, oh, fuck, I missed that part. I said that wrong. Because if you guys don't realize, when you when you do uh, advertisement and sponsorship for videos, they give you a clip of what they want you to say. Like Sean was reading, you know, they have certain things they want said about their brand, which I understand. You have to respect someone's brand. And so, you know, uh, no matter what brand I've worked with, they've always given me some verbiage that they Mm -hmm. want me to use. And you say it verbatim. Verbatim. Say it verbatim. It's cool. They've got some different products that I saw in there. And it's kind of fun because then you can pick and choose who advertises with you, Mm -hmm. right? Which is cool. Like I'm not interested in... um, Scientology, for instance. Oh my you God, know? we've been watching that documentary. Leah Riminski. Rimini. Rimini, you're correct. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no SK. Her, her episode is fantastic. But I, again, I wouldn't use, I wouldn't want them advertising against us. So it's kind of cool that I can pick and choose who mm-hmm. we advertise with. One pick. of them yeah. is toothpaste. <gasps> oh, 
I'm kind of excited because I'm a toothpaste junkie. So I'm going to put my pitch out to them. We'll Ooh, see if they take fingers it. Fingers crossed. We can tell you about toothpaste next week. Maybe we'll have fresh breath this is tomorrow or next, Last night, next episode. Last night, we had Mediterranean food and Sean had the most intense garlic breath that I've ever smelled. Lebanese people make whipped garlic It's delicious. Spread. I love it. But it's if delicious. in a relationship, hot tip. Hot, hot tip. You heard it here um, first. Both if, eat it. Yeah. Otherwise, both pay the price. Yeah. <laughs> This is the price I paid. Three o'clock in the morning, I got an elbow in the ribs. No. You're breathing on me. I didn't say and that. And I said, what? <laughs> no, it was at night you were like, okay. We were like facing each other and you said something. I don't even remember what. And I was like, oh, God. oh my God. Oh my God. It's so strong. And I rolled over. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's how I test to see if you're a vampire. <laughs> if I'm like, I'm melting. Oh no, that's a witch. I don't know. What does a vampire say? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every vampire I've ever encountered hissed. hissed. Hisses. Also, mm-hmm. people who don't like garlic breath. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with you? I have so many notes. There's so much that's happened. I think because we took a week off. Uh, also, you know, life is interesting. There is something. Okay. I have, depends on what we want to start out with, but I think a good way to start is Sober October in Review. In review. Mm-hmm. This week in review. Lay it on me. What? Uh... I, it was interesting, and I don't know if you feel this way, but, and this might sound silly to those of you who are like, I go sober for months all the time. But because of quarantine, we were definitely drinking more frequently than we normally would. And just more in general, because what the fuck are we going to do with ourselves? I still wonder that daily, by the way. But the first week, I, it was like breaking a habit. Because it was like at the end of the day, I'd have a glass of wine or something. And I'd like go to the kitchen. And I'd be like, you don't do that anymore. Put a noon in your water and shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah. And so it was like breaking that habit. And I was like, Ugh, this is so annoying. I remember telling you, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it through the whole month. This is boring as shit. Scotch and Cheerios. That's when you hit rock bottom. <laughs> Gross. We don't even have Cheerios. In our Kashi. Oh, my God. Anyway. And so breaking that habit was like that first little hurdle. Yeah. And then you just like. It's a slow move right through it. It was like, oh, whatever. And it was the thing that was kind of nice is in the month of October, we went and saw uh, Shane and Ryland and we drove to their house. And I was like, we don't even have to be like, who's going to be the designated driver? Because we're both not drinking. Mm-hmm. And they were fine, too, because they don't really drink very often anyways. Yeah. Um, but that was like, I was like, wow, what a nice perk this is. To drive your own vehicle? Well, just because we don't want to lift or Uber because yeah. Rona. But. We wanted to see somebody and they hadn't seen anybody in a while. And we were like, we'll go see them. And that was nice. It was nice. And then, you know, like a couple weeks later, we saw uh, Matt and Alexa. Mm-hmm. And again, I was we're like. We're slowly uh, reacclimating. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. We do like like a once a month, maybe a busy month, which was October, twice a month, see other people. Yeah. Our oh. social calendar is pretty full. My dance card. I tell you what. <laughs> Katie. 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 Oh. No, Katie, <laughs> which I was happy about, by the way. Oh, thank Just, you. But, you know, it's it's a lot of Katie on that dance it's, card. It's all, yeah, it's all Sean over here. Yeah. It's very exciting. Katie, but, CNN, Katie, I don't know. Lose your mind, yeah. Katie. Office reruns. B- BBC, yeah. yeah. Um, No, but anyway, then towards the end of the month, like on the 30th, because that had been the craziest week leading up because we were going to Austin, so we were like getting stuff ahead like we had to record twice as many podcasts that week you were editing like every night and we were leaving on a monday morning and so that friday because technically it ended on saturday october 
And on that Friday, I was like, fuck it, I'm over it. And I had a glass of wine or whatever. And then I promptly fell asleep because I was exhausted. But I you, played myself. You made, so you, how did yours end? Okay. So Sober October, it was very diligent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no cocktails, no beer, no nothing, mm-hmm. no wine. <laughs> uh, 31 days in October. Correct. And uh, the evening of the 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to bed and I was like, I'm going to stay up and wa-. I would think I was watching a podcast or something. And probably he does that. Um, I'm like, oh, it's 1230. I'm going to have myself uh, a glass of wine. I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. Glass of wine. And um, no, you had the the Montenegro. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm going to have some of what is it? Why am I forgetting what that's called? Amaro. Amaro. I was going to have a little little Amaro nightcap, you know, that's right. I forgot. So uh it's 1230. I, I have it, you know, and I'm sipping on this nice little winter beverage sort of deal. And I finish it. And I'm like, well, I should go to bed soon, you know. And I look at the clock and the clock says 1130 because time change. Time change. I, you, you got <laughs> I you, punked myself. Yeah, I I, say, you've been punked. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd made it the whole month. Sober October. Turns out I burned out uh, well, with half an hour to go. Arguably, there was like an hour of extra that was added on top without us deciding that that was okay. So, I mean, I bowed out the night before, so whatever. Yeah. Anyways, it was an interesting experiment. I'd probably do it again next month. I mean, next year. Um, (laughs) But I have to be honest, it's kind of, it's been nice because it it just got me out of that rhythm. Right. And I think that's. How many days to make a habit? I don't know. Is it 21 days to, to make a new habit or something like that? I don't know. But I could easily see myself just like not drinking again. Like it was an easy, I don't know, it was very interesting yeah. because I've never purposefully, like mindfully taken a break. Like uh, I want to say when I was like 22, which sounds like a very odd age, just be like, I'm not going to drink. But I, did, I remember my friend being like, when did you last have a drink? And I was like, I think it's almost been eight months. Like it'd been a long time. And so I'd never consciously made the decision to do it. But this was the first time I was like, I'm not going to. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's good. I oh, I thought you were going to give us some sound. I was like, what's No, no, there? no. I'm just trying to, because mm-hmm. I have the, this setup is wrong right now. It's kind of like on my leg. Oh, it's a little off. We're a little off. Everything's a little off. But anyway, overall, I encourage people to try it and to see how you feel. Do a sober something, a sober month of some sort. I am going to sneeze. <laughs> You're allergic to sobriety. Excuse me. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I mean, yeah. if you want to try it. If you don't want to try it, don't try it. No, I just thought it's it was. not like it was a. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like life changing. I think I thought it would be more life changing. The only thing that really, I don't know, and I was more tired. I thought I'd have more energy and shit. I don't know. All right. Well, moving on. What else you got? Well, speaking of being tired, when we, I think I thought ha- like house hunting was going to be like calm, cool, and super exciting. I've never done this before. I don't know what to expect. I found it to be exciting and so exhausting. I don't know. Part of it, I think, is traveling during COVID. Okay. Because wearing a mask for that long, and I got the N95s, which I can actually breathe fine in them, but the ears, man. My ears. Speaking of traveling Ah! during uh, quarantine, Mm -hmm. uh, so they they swear up and down the planes are clean. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like I was believing the Kool-Aid. They don't really look any different. Well, you know, they hand you the little packet of wipe, the alcohol wipe. It smells a little strong. It smells like rubbing alcohol. Sober October was over, so I ate it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I was like, oh, you're serving beverages now. Do I soak listen, this children. in the water? No. Uh, but I was sitting there because I'd wiped down the plane, mm-hmm. and, and it was beautiful. 
the sun, you know, when you're on, um, or, or when the light peaks through a window, just the right angle, mm-hmm. and you can see the, the light beams coming uh-huh. in. I love it when that happens, by the way. Um, but on the plane... I have I'm, a note about this. I'm sitting there, and the guy in front of me and to the left of me. Mm-hmm. So there's only two seats on either side. Mm-hmm. It's not a big plane. It was a no, smaller one. it was a two-on-two. Two. Yeah, an Embraer, a Brazilian plane. Is that what that means? Yeah. I don't even know. Um, I thought that was like a woman's Brazier name. Mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, so the guy in front of me and to the left, I'm looking because the light is coming through his window mm-hmm. and all I see is dust particles all through the air. Like it looked like, uh, special effects in a movie. I was so like, I Oh my God. Note. But they tell you that the air is cycled like three times a, you As know, if dust doesn't, isn't involved in air that's been cycled. N- no, but it should be filtered out. Right. So what was all this particle matter in the air? I don't know, but... It really bugged me. I, have I took a note, video of it. Sean's I'm inclination put a... to film and photograph odd things, like bird scooters laying on the sidewalk, dust in the air of a plane, seems shocked, it's hilarious, etc. It grinds my gears. Because they tell you the air is clean on the plane, which I, I thought it was. You I guys, was buying all the... To sit next to him while he was trying to video this was hilarious to me. Yeah. It's well, anyways, like he I was have... on the case and he had found the smoking gun. I'm going to put it on the screen. They'll see it. <laughs> you tell me if that's a clean plane. I... I have proof of Why the dirt in the air. Why would you believe the planes are clean? Because they told us that before we flew. How many times have uh, airlines told you things that weren't true? I, I guess now all of them. <laughs> all the times they told me something that wasn't true. Why do you think I wore my face shield and my N95 mask like a... I felt like I was in a hazmat suit. I know. It's crazy. Anyways, very interesting to it's fly. Um, everyone was on their best behavior. I thought that was excellent. There were a couple of people letting their uh, their nose dick hang out of their mask. Um, yeah, those people cracked me up. Yeah, like you're you're not really doing anything there, buddy, with your... Then you just know they're breathing through their nose. No. Good. I was eating! That's the one guy said on the plane. Mm. I was eating! She's like, no, I saw you. Well, he just had his whole thing hanging yeah. down. She's like, sir. Because yeah. she had to tell him like three or four times. It's because he didn't, he didn't bring a proper mask. He like tied... He also had a full-size dog, like a mastiff. A beautiful, beautiful dog. Yeah, it was like a mastiff. It was pretty like, big. It was like a, a golden plane. retriever size. Yeah. All but, right. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. traveling during quarantine is interesting. Don't recommend it. I don't recommend it at all. No, wouldn't. I was. I think that's part of the reason why I was so exhausted, just from being in that state of like, did I touch something? Should I wipe this? Yeah. And then having to, it's just uncomfortable. Traveling's already uncomfortable. I'll be honest. Like, I know it's a very privileged thing to be able to travel. But I think there's a difference when you travel a lot for work, which I used to be used to do. And you go from enjoying travel because it means you're on vacation to making travel as efficient and clean as possible because you can't afford to get sick because you have to get on. Oh, a I'm ready to Howard two. Hughes this. Put a bubble around me with like a vacuum that's cleaning the air that I'm, you know what I mean? Like a full on. I would have actually been more comfortable in like a hazmat suit. Yes. Because I wouldn't have had to have that mask around my ears because my ears hurt. I felt like a little kid, like with their ears being pushed forward. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to stay like that? Why does it hurt? And so I'd like take one loop off for a bit and like hold the mask to my face. You guys, I've got to get better at this. It was not my best effort. And, hey, you you know, looked pretty professional. Professional. People were looking around going, I don't know who she is, but she's a professional. Professional. Anyway, <sighs> it was exhausting. I slept for 12 hours a night for like the next like three, four nights. And then it was this Wednesday, like a couple days ago, I started to finally feel back to normal me. Oh my God, is the font getting bigger? No. Sean is like, he's not getting glasses and instead <laughs> the font is getting bigger. Okay. So then. Yes. Next thing that I want to talk about 
is talk about talk how you about. turn laundry into an entire production. If someone wanted to torture me, <laughs> not that I advocate someone torturing me. Please uh, don't. He does it to himself every yeah. every two or three weeks. You just make me do laundry. That's all. Did I ever tell you about the job that I had where I worked in the laundry room for a little while? No. Oh. I knew you were a chambermaid once upon a time. Yes. Same company. Uh, I was working for the... Did they just know you and purposely put you in places where you didn't want to be? I just needed the hours to make the money. <laughs> just need so, a, job, a job. Yep. Uh, I was a chambermaid at the glorious Tonquin Inn in Jasper, Alberta. And does it still exist? Because I know we've Googled it recently. Yeah, and we've it saw still photos. does. I don't know if it's the same ownership, but... Tonquin uh, Inn. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, Jasper. The Tonquin was not a high-end place, but not a, you know. It was uh, middle of the line, like yeah. Hilton or something. No. Best Western. Yeah, yeah. But a bespoke, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a bespoke <laughs> Best Western. Uh, it's a little more like one of those smaller, a boutique hotel, as they say. Boutique would be a good way of labeling it now. Boutique, a lizard hotel. Uh, <laughs> for those of you out there who speak Tagalog or Tag. Yeah, Tagalog. Tagalog. I mean, maybe just I'm like saying. I do. <laughs> Butiki, Butiki little lizard. So, <laughs> yeah, I worked there as a chambermaid, which um, I was very fortunate to get the job because I showed up late uh, that season. Mm-hmm. So, all the good jobs were taken. So, I took that Is this job. This job taken. And um, I needed more hours because I wasn't really making it. I wasn't able to survive per se. You had to pay my... all your bills and whatever you need. Yeah, to not do. that you have that many bills, but you know. No, you're like 19. So I picked up a couple of shifts in the laundry room. Shifts? Shifts. <laughs> shifts. I picked up some shits. Yeah. I probably did pick it up some rough. shits off the sheets. You know, when I was a chambermaid uh, that summer, I so I'm a germaphobe. I think. You guys don't know this. I <laughs> think it's been established. Um. I was so, this probably get me in trouble, but there's probably a statue of limitations on being a chambermaid. Also, doing, I'm pretty sure there's no uh, law. I did the illegal things as a chambermaid, Katie. That's not illegal. I mean, I, so we used to have show these the carts that you would, yeah, show me the case law. Um, in the court of public opinion, I'm probably a dirtbag after this, but listen here. I don't think so. Okay, so You're I was. You're a germaphobe is what you are. Yeah, so I would go into these rooms with like full on rubber gloves on. Yeah, he doble glove and he put goggles on. My ski, my ski goggles or snowboard goggles. Uh, I'd put on a shower cap from like, because you had disposable shower caps. Oh, you had hair at the time. I was like, what were you protecting? I was, I was getting ready for Didn't the COVID the fight. Lice. Like I was doing this before it was cool. Okay. Back in the day. I would I was pay so, for a photo of you in, in this attire that you're speaking of. I would enter the, the, uh, the chamber, no, the room, you know, uh-huh. um, the 36 chambers. It wasn't like Wu-Tang Clan. I was just a chambermaid <laughs> in Canada. And uh, you'd have to clean the, the hotel room. Yeah, he was a, he was a maid. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. a lot of the guests were from Japan. Super and tidy. No, not particularly. Mm-hmm. But um, they always had really cool electronics. Oh, the gadgets. Now, yeah. I'm an electronics person. Um, so I would like look at the cameras. And I kid you not, they were like half the size of the cameras I'm that sure. were available in Canada at the time. The two markets weren't really merged yet. Well, we weren't global in the way we are now. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like, whoa, that is a... You're like, is that the Toahashi, the smallest? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the name of that is, the Tamahashi. Yeah, the Tamahashi 4500. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The smallest. A skipless <laughs> CD player? I, I, I could right? run with a CD player? <gasps> so I was all jazzed about it. But the, the bad part was, and here's where I'm going to cop to being a bad chambermaid. chambermaid. Rather than I think we about this change the sheets, I would vacuum in the beds. Yeah. Sean didn't want to deal with the sheets. They were sleeping in their own filth. 
granted. So we, I. But they weren't. What if they were changing rooms? Like, what if that room was done? You still just vacuumed, right? No. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm so bad. I I feel guilty about that to this day. Because imagine if you were getting into a hotel. No, room. I know. I know. This is a horrible mistake. I didn't. I didn't last long at the job. I was also my my brain wasn't fully formed. I think it was 19 or something. So. No, um, 18. Our brain, but okay. Yeah. But you're a boy, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe last year my fully brain formed. fully formed <laughs> so anyways i worked in the laundry room of that hotel too and it was me and this dude who scared the hell out of me pat pat was like uh, an albertan from northern alberta like i already thought jasper was pretty far north well wh- yeah but he was from way far north and drove a pickup and was like you know like really gruff I like and, how it's like he lives far north he drives a pickup and suddenly he's uh, terrifying this, he was he was a scary just because he's like a country person? Yep. Why is that scary? I don't know. I but find he, rural people to be the friendliest. And this was not a friendly person. Oh. Um, anyways, I had to yeah. fold sheets. This is probably why I don't like doing laundry to this day. I had to fold sheets and you do like- Do you have any tips on folding a fitted sheet? Yeah, you do like Beyonce in the video. You just, <laughs> you just your arms draw around. it together really yeah. quickly. Yeah. That was one of my favorite memes of all time. I think I did learn how to fold a fitted sheet, but then I forgot it, you know. There are- tricks and people show you online and stuff but frankly i just don't even want to put any energy into no it. although i saw how to fold jeans uh today and i was blown away so cool so you take your jeans okay you uh fold the legs up okay so they're laying flat the zipper's facing you up. yep you, you fold them the over once up to go towards the waistband yeah i'm probably not gonna be able this so is I'm a podcast but this. yeah so you're folding the the bottom of the legs goes up towards the waistband yep okay then what and then oh, you don't remember? Well, I just can't explain it. But you basically fold it like three times and it's perfect. It's like the best folded jeans Why ever. Why did you even bring this up? I don't know. I can't explain it. Did you fold it in half after yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay, I well, should just is... take my pants off right now and show you. <laughs> Please don't. No. Okay. So you fold the bottoms up towards the waistband. Then you fold. But you don't go all the way. Okay. Like under the pockets maybe? Just under the crotch. Oh, just under the crotch. Okay. Yep. So and you then fold you them up to the fold the, 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 the top, top down. down. And then you tuck in the, the nubs of the legs okay. into the waist. Okay. And then you just fold it in half. Boom, you're done. It looks oh, amazing. I'll have to try it. Yeah. I was like, oh. that is conservative, of sp- economical of space. That's kind of like Marie Kondo in your jeans there. Uh, I don't know who Marie Kondo is. How do you not know who Marie Kondo is? We did it to our house. Yeah, You I saw know. me get rid of like 12 Do I like this? No. Right. Does it bring Throw me it out. joy? I know. As if I engaged you in that at hmm, all. Does this bring me joy? Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but I got rid of, remember, like seven bags of clothes or something. You know what we saw yesterday what and I thought see? was amazing? The um, Rakins? Yes. That was next on my list, too. So, ooh, there's a fly know, flying around. Little bastard. Fly, don't bother me. Just transomed the light. Um, yeah, so. Have you guys seen this? There's a man by the name of Jimmy? Uh, James Blackwell. James. Maybe he goes Blackwood. by Jimmy. James Blackwood. Yes. The raccoon whisperer. Yes. The, He's amazing. The, so the, the Rakens. The, the video just showed up, I think, on the internet. Uh, like he had a big breakthrough uh, viral hit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's him feeding the, the raccoons. And you, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. We'll put a link in the description. I'll put a little video clip on the screen. His name is James Blackwood. But what I think is really cool about him mm-hmm. is the backstory. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read. Oh, the, did you find it out for reals? Yep, I read the... Because uh, I've heard it, but you know, you're like, is that the truth? Nobody knows. Yeah, well, this is straight from his channel. Um, honestly, it's videos like this and creators like this 
that renew my faith in what YouTube could be, what YouTube should be, mm-hmm. and why uh, professionally polished videos don't necessarily don't equal, have to run the roost. Yeah, and they don't equal all the feels. This thing is a dude on his balcony he in the backyard. Nothing, which yeah. I appreciate. His name is James Blackwood, the raccoon whisperer. His biography says this, and I, uh, okay, so. <laughs> I live on the east coast of Canada in the province of Nova Scotia. Which we knew immediately from his accent. Sounds he like sounds trailer like trailer park, park boys. <laughs> Not that he sa- you know. But no, but I loved it. I was he like, sounds like bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> uh, been rehabbing raccoons for 20 years now. These ones in the video were originally orphaned. I have a river and brook on my property and also give them two buckets of well water. Mm-hmm. No rabies here because of the climate, but they do suffer from time to time of feline distemper. I did. They must have. Yeah, they must have something between them and cats that they distemper as like a virus, maybe. Maybe I have to look that up. They are treated for disease, ticks, fleas, and worms. They live in the woods full time and come by once a day for feeding and also eat in the woods. I didn't know he treated them and stuff. Yeah, they have a vet come out or something. Yeah, or maybe he gives them medicine. Yeah. So, anyways, the video is this dude who's feeding raccoons. There's like thirty of them in this video. So many. It's so cool to see. It's very and he's cool. he's so uh, human and, and 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 warm and there's there's no pretension about him. No, I hope this guy's the next uh, big sensation. He where kind of reminds me of some members of my family a little bit. Where he's, yeah. it's just like uh, he's just a basic good guy, country living man. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, you don't have to say sorry. Uh, he says they live in the woods full time and come by once a day for feeding and also eat in the woods. Then after winter, I get a new family. After the others see. Uh, set out for new digs to raise a family but they do come by once in a while for a visit okay i live in a forested area few neighbors and they don't bother anyone else this was my wife's project and she died in 2003 of cancer and begged me on her deathbed to take care of her raccoons and cats and her mother i honored her wishes and took care of the cats and her mother for the next 10 years wow I have two rescue cats that live here, Connor and Charlotte, mm-hmm. but they stay indoors. Special note, thank you for the kind offers of money and gifts, but I cannot accept, and I would rather you donate to your local SPCA or oh. animal welfare location in your area. Oh, what a nice guy. James Blackwood like completely renewed my faith in humanity. It, after <laughs> a year so of darkness. Cute, you guys, you have to watch. Um, I mean, it's crazy because it's like 20 minutes long, but we watched every minute or 21 minutes. But Where did the time go? I said, I don't know. I just watched 20 minutes of a man feeding raccoons. <laughs> he threw grapes out first. He said, I got to throw the grapes out because otherwise they won't let me get out of the house. And they were waiting at the door. I thought it was and the beginning said, of a horror film. Well, Because he was like, this one here, I forget what he named him. He had a, he's like, Woody. He'll try, he tries to get into the house. Now it's, like, don't you, Woody? It's after uh, sunset. Yeah, it's dark and out. the man turns on the light like the in his mudroom. That goes out to his. Uh-huh. Not the outside light yet. Oh. Remember, you just see a bunch of glowing eyes. And you're like, that's a lot of glowing oh, eyes outside. And then he turns on the outdoor light. These things are big like a dog. Yeah. And there's like 30 Ra- of them. Raccoons are large. They're like rakens. I don't know, rakens. And they stand up on their haunches sometimes. And I love their little fingers. And they reach for things. And then they're chewing it while they're talking to him. So he gave them grapes. A big, like a, you know, big Tupperware filled with grapes. And then he was like, okay, then I'll go in and get the hot dogs. And he's like, this is eight pounds of hot dog. You guys, so many hot dogs. And it's so funny because 
what really cracked me up is they all come up to him and get one hot dog. Like they just come up, they grab the one hot dog and then they run and off. And they go off. And they turn away from the others, almost like all their backs to him. Granted, well, there are 30 of them out there. So like it, it takes a while to distribute. And sometimes by the time he's done distributing, some are coming back for seconds. Like little little hungry, hungry hippo over there, you know, might right. want more. But the crazy thing was these things are like maybe a quarter of the size of a human, right? Okay. I don't know. Roughly. They're big. They're fluffy. big, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not huge. It's not like a Great Dane of a dog. They ate uh, probably three to four hot dogs a piece. They did. And grapes. And then he brought out Oreo cookies and also cat or dog food. And some were still acting hungry. Yeah. And I was like, no wonder they're huh? so big. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I'm thinking as a regular size human. After four hot dogs and some grapes and like, I don't know, two or three Oreos and then some, I'd be pretty full. Yeah. I don't think I'd be wanting another hot dog because like he came out to open some stuff he got in the mail and they were like pawing at him to see what he had. They're really amazing looking They're creatures. so cute. Oh yeah. my God. They're so cute. Anyway, I really liked it. Yeah. He like petted them and he was like, hey, knock it off because one was like pulling on his jacket. Oh, he was having full conversations with them, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. I was worried he was going to get knocked down and dragged away if he didn't keep feeding them. But he's been doing it for 17 years Yeah, or they whatever. know him. They know him. And he would say like, hey, and then they would stop. Yeah. Like, it's like they knew. They're like, he feeds us. Don't fuck with that guy, man. I want my hot dogs tomorrow. So I like, know it's a little weird. The man comes outside, feeds us and, you know, but, but if, just as long as we me. play it cool. I was like, word must have got around. <laughs> Those are some. Because there's so many of them. Fluffy, fluffy raccoons. And then he even has older videos of him feeding the babies, the ones who were orphaned. Because he's, he said sometimes, I don't know why, I just had a short circuit there. He said sometimes the moms will just abandon them, like they leave them. I was like, that's sad. I, wonder I think because the food's there. They're like, well. Maybe. And maybe they can't feed them on their own. I don't know why a mother animal would abandon its, its pup. Anyway. So, and then his cats were funny. Speaking of pups, and yes. I don't know. Are otters, uh, when they're... They have pups. Uh-huh. They're, they're called pups, right? I think so. Okay. You know, I'm not quite uh, up Rats, on my terms. They call them rat pups. Yeah. Uh, so I saw a dog mm-hmm. uh, in the backyard, not our backyard, because we don't have one, but on Instagram. Know, soon, In hopefully. the Instagram backyard, <laughs> someone's pet. The dog had a best friend, and it was an otter, and the otter had uh, a sibling. Oh, two otters? Two otters. One was like Did a... Did they have a pool? No. They were just in the backyard Don't in the grass need water? and they were like hanging out and the, the sibling wasn't really into it. Like it didn't like that the other otter was hanging out with the dog. It would come over and pull. Like it was trying to get the otter to leave and yeah, it just like, wanted to hang out with the dog. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I don't know. That's Animals. A, yeah. That's one of the best things about Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, uh, ABC's wild world, wild world of nature. What is it? Wild. I don't know. Omaha's wild. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Also, you can't say wild world. I know. <laughs> wild. <laughs> Tongue tied. No, because I couldn't think of the words. So, yeah. Um, we should just take that out. That was just no, bad English. No, it's funny. But something that I saw recently on Instagram, and I've been talking to my audience, like my community on Patreon about it, is uh, skunks. Because I found a skunk on Instagram that I guess it was injured or something, and it couldn't be released back into the wild. So they got it sent gland removed yeah so that it otherwise it just spray your whole house up and be a total disaster and it was really first of all skunks aren't that big if you don't know they're it's they're like, like cat. house cat yeah but i didn't what know what is a skunk like what kind of sick was a skunk <laughs> mr muffet <laughs> uh no but what is a like 
what family tree or the phylogenic, you know, whatever, how, how does that thing classify? Is it is it like close to fox or raccoon, raccoon. or cat? Or, I would I say know. like a raccoon. It seems like raccoon-esque, but I don't know what it's like. Mm. Geni- what's it? The genome or the yeah. phylo? Is it a, a feline? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. But anyway, what the what was so interesting is that the owner showed uh, I forget the name of the 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 skunk. I almost said raccoon. The skunk. But he he was like, "Hey, look out! The kitty's coming in here because the house cat was coming in because there's like a litter box in there." Okay. It was in like a bathroom. And the skunk like turns around to the voice of the human and then realizes the cat is in there. And then it does. So I didn't realize that skunks don't like to spray. They don't like to spray because it takes a lot of energy out of their body to do it. To make and that sweet, sweet uh, to, perfume. To make that perfect perfume. They have to like recoup for a bit and they just don't want to do like it. Like a video game it's, where you have to recharge know. your and power. And I wouldn't even be surprised if it's not like kind of painful or uncomfortable or something. I don't know. But anyway, they don't like to do it. And so they try to put it off by offering warnings first mm-hmm. of stomping and hissing. And they pull their tail up and they spread out the hair so they look really, really big. I shared it on my Instagram. If you didn't see it, I apologize. But just Google skunk or some, or Instagram tag skunk. So it makes its tail floof out. And then it runs towards the cat like stomp, 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 stomp. And then it's like And then it goes back. And then it comes back against stomp, stomp. Hiss. And the cat, like, is not moving and is probably like, what the fuck's your problem, dude? I just want to, like, piss in this, like, litter box and, like, get out of here. And the, the owner has text on the screen and it's saying, like, what the skunk is doing and how the cat doesn't give any fucks. And, like, oh, the skunk always tries to spray the cat, even though it has no doesn't sprayer. A... Because it, it, it doesn't ever heed its warning. Take-headed. Right. <laughs> Take-headed. Just kidding. Anyway... I found that so interesting that the skunk does this like stomp, 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 stomp. Because whoever stays around skunks, not this person. You right. smell a skunk. You're like, oh, where's the dog? Get it inside. Like, ugh. you know, you don't want to deal I with it. I don't hate the smell of skunks. It has nothing it to do with- like weed, kind of. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Like, even when I was a kid, it didn't really bother me when you'd, you know, you'd smell it on the highway when you're driving where, wherever oh, you're going. Oh, well, that's like, different than it coming in on your dog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No. Because Corny yeah. would get sprayed by skunks. And you have to like put him in the tub. We had this like wash tub for him and you'd hook his collar to like a little runner thing so yeah. he couldn't get out. Not that he really cared. And then give down. it the tomato we bath. We had to get tomato sauce and paste and like rub yeah. it in. I do that to myself uh, at least once a month just to get the stink. <laughs> just get stink off. Tomato paste and uh, yeah. Should make that into natural deodorant. <laughs> la 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 la. So Italian. Yeah. boo. <laughs> I'm sure all the Italian fans are. No, they're like, this guy's an asshole. Oh, come on. That's like my favorite meme I was sharing, like that Italians don't die, they passed away. Oh. Mamma mia. It's so stupid, but it is one of those things that gives me such a giggle. Loading penne pasta into a gun. I love it. I love it very much. (laughs) Oh, my God. That and the cat. One like, a bone. My butthole. I could watch those all day long. When you're down in the dumps, there's the hit list of things that'll bring you up. <laughs> yep. All right. So, what else is happening? Um, what do you got? So anyway, that that was those are animals on Instagram. Yeah. And online, oh god, everybody's texting me. My mom, Linnea. Okay. So my other notes are. Yes. Oh, how you turn laundry into an entire day? I oh. Never got to finish that. Yeah. Well, it's true. It happens. It takes me forever. Well, yeah, because Sean will. Uh, so just so you guys know. 
I do laundry once a week and there's like a load or two. I'm a two uh, times a month guy. Yeah. So he waits longer. Two so weeks. He has more laundry to do. So he has like on average about four to five loads that he has to get through. And he will start it and then immediately regret that he has started it. No. And then he'll ask me if I needed to do laundry. I think because he wants to get out of doing the laundry. No, I always do my laundry. No, you do yours. Not to ask me to do yours. Oh. But like, I think you're like, maybe I don't want to do any more loads. You almost always ask if I need in. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is. And so then he kicks around his his little broken. Laundry basket? Yeah, because Sean really hamper. roughs them up and breaks them all. And then he gets them all washed and dried. But instead of just folding as they come in so that he's done in like five minutes, like folding towels or, you know, even your underwear and socks, it doesn't take more than, let's say, 10 minutes per basket. He lets it pile up. You've gotten better recently. I will give you props on that. During quarantine, I faced with the uh, the prospects of mounting laundry piles. I've decided <laughs> to fold them as opposed to in the past where I would let the dry ones or not the dry ones, but the the, the clean ones mm-hmm. kind of wrinkle in the basket. And then I'd, I'd sort through it and pick. And and he like t-shirts. clean stuff out of the basket to wear <laughs> Come on, because don't. he was out of. Everyone's done that. I'm not alone. No, you're that. not alone at all. I just don't do it. It's I enjoy the. I actually enjoy laundry because it's like such an easy thing to do and complete. And then I'm like checking that box. It's part of. I'm like I'm that person. But so instead of just getting the shitty thing done with, like I hate doing this, I'll do it. I have to fold these loads and put them away. I'm done. He'll have like mountains. Like for instance, he'll throw it on our bed. Is one example. And then when I get ready to go to bed, I'm like, dude, you have all this laundry here. And he's like, fuck. And then he just puts it on top of his dresser or back in the bin again. <laughs> I used to. I don't do that anymore. And then, and then he complains. That's Sean 1.0. Now then, it's Sean 2.0. Oh. I fold my laundry. And then as he's folding it, he complains about how annoying it is that he has to fold laundry. Yeah. It's just really funny. But last time you got it down to the last load that then you just didn't fold. Like you just couldn't get it across that finish line. <laughs> but it was better. Thank you. And I'm like, why do you stretch this across multiple days? Just like shorten the amount of time you got to think about it. Yeah. You know what's going to be cool is the day the robots come and uh, do the laundry where they fold it. And, you know, because they make a Roomba and then now they make the Lawnba or whatever. They don't either. They do. They've got the lawnmower that's like a oh, Roomba. I thought you were talking about laundry, like the lawn. Oh, no, no. Lawn. Like a, the, like m- lawn. the lawn. the lawn. L-A-W-N. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there a W in there? It doesn't even fit. Should it just be lamb? L-O-N. Now it's the lunch lawn. party, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really better? I can't even I can't even do a pompous accent to to make the word lawn. Yeah, yeah with the W, that's so creepy. Maybe you, lawn? Lawn. <laughs> now you're just saying it weird. <laughs> um, Roads. Yeah. Roads. No, but it was just, it's just funny because he hates it so much, but then you spend so much time doing it versus yeah. like. I know. You know, like even it's funny random thought bubbled up to the top this woman that i used to follow on instagram carla reed uh i love her she's wonderful but it just got to be a little too much kid content for me because she has like three children and i was just like i don't really need to you know didn't all. want to go on that journey with her <laughs> no well i also just don't need children things and that's what she was talking about a lot she has kids like how to child proof this what do you do with that and i was like this isn't helpful information for me anymore so she was talking about she hates doing laundry much like you can have instagram pets where you check in on a mm-hmm. squirrel, but you don't actually have to check, you know, you have clean to have the, a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to clean up after the cat's yeah. poop or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to scoop the box. So you just look in on Instagram. It's the same thing with kids. You can watch kids grow up now. Like I friends. Have. Ha- I know. Yeah. And, and 
you actually don't have to change any diapers or anything. Nope, you just you like, don't have to birth them or like, okay, good night, little kid. Okay, you, that was cute. Double tap. Bye bye. <laughs> I give you two hearts. <laughs> Raised by a village. Takes a village really of Instagrammers of to Instagram raise a kid. Likes. Yeah. No, anyway, so she hates doing laundry, but because she has three kids, she feels like it's just constant, which okay. I'm sure it probably is. But she said, and once we have our own washer and dryer, which will be soon, hopefully, she said that the best thing she ever did was she would bring the dirty laundry straight into the laundry room. She didn't keep like the baskets in your room because she's like, that just makes me put it off more because I'm like, oh, I don't want to go get it and bring it here. So she's like, I put all the bins in the laundry room and each child is responsible for putting their stuff in their bin and they're sorted like darks, lights, cold water or whatever. And she's like, and every day I do one load. Now, we don't have that much, but I think if every week you just did one load, it wouldn't be that stressful. It's one and done. And it'd feel like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so she said that that had like changed her life. And then I was like, that, because I don't mind doing laundry that much. So I was like, seriously? And then she showed people's comments back to her that were like, oh my God, life changer. Oh my God, I never used to like doing laundry. All this stuff. And I was like, wow. So maybe that could... It might. <clears throat> you know, she said it's hard to get started, but once you do it, you realize how much better it is. I was like, I don't know. So I passed that information randomly that's been in my brain for no reason for myself onto you. Thank you, Katie. In hopes that it can circumvent this issue, this laundry uh, quagmire. You know, uh, if they still gave out badges to people for learning a new thing, <laughs> I'd be more into it. I'd be like, "Oh, I got the laundry badge." Oh, you, you know? want to be in a, you want to be a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout or oh, a, okay. or just a human, but you still get badges like an accomplishment. Well, you know what we That'd should be ask? So funny. We should ask Rebecca. <laughs> so if you guys don't know Rebecca Zamolo, she's a good friend of ours. And back when she first started her channel, she had a character Beatrice Beatrice who would make vests. We should have her make us a vest. Yeah. Little achievement, patches. achievement uh, patches for the husbands. Or that, I can uh, make you some. Thanks, baby. You know, yeah. I can make you a sweaty mask for Mamrie's party. I can make you a vest. Cool. All right. Vest it is. Patches it is. I wonder if. I even have a lady that can help me maybe with the patches. I wonder when the <laughs> last time I wore a vest, you know, because vests haven't been popular for a very long time. I'm sure there are people who can I wear them. I them as a kid and those photos are awkward. Kids yeah. shouldn't wear vests. No, not unless you're like a. Mic. A lounge singer or a lawyer in the South or <clears throat> something, like you know. A three piece suit. You yeah. Wear. Yeah. So you take off your blazer. People and do wear three piece suits still. God, that's so uncomfortable. I mean, I think they look kind of nice on ladies. It's Why not a have cool a four piece look. suit? Cumberbund? There you Mascot? <laughs> What's the five piece suit? You may ask. Is that a jacket? Just keep adding pieces. It's a jacket, a long coat well, over you get your suit. Shorts and then you zip on the bottoms. <laughs> Squirts? Well, I was just saying another piece, you know, like oh, yeah. you have the short suit, you have the zips, put the pants, that's another piece. That's two more pieces in the legs alone. This is all pre-quarantine, of course. If you're listening to this in the future, maybe 2021. I think suits where, are sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's really pinstriped funny. Pinstriped sweatpants. I've been getting emails. Have anybody else been getting these emails? So I love fashion. You guys know I love a bargain. So I'm I'm signed up for all the discounts. So I get like at least like 10, 15, maybe even 20 emails a day of like 30% off, rue la la, such and such. Shoo la la. Shoo la needs work. Still needs work, Sean. Or like eBay, because you searched, you know, for this, you may be like that. And it's so hilarious because it's coming up on the holidays and almost every email is like ways to dress up at home. 
and it shows girls in like sequins dresses. I don't know about you, but I'm not not about to rub my armpits raw with some sequin shit at my own house. It does that, by the way. No, nobody thinks about that. <laughs> oh, I know. I've worn sequin underwear before. You have. I know how it chafes. Sequin underwear. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's um, like you know the the sound of Santa Claus, uh, but yeah. it's just you walking down the hallway. <laughs> What's up? It's a very merry Christmas. <laughs> No. Who wants eggnog? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> anyway, I don't know who they're trying to fool. Sorry, did it distract you? No, it was just really funny. The but nobody, and you correct me if I'm wrong in those comments because I would love to hear it, but I have no plans of dressing up in an uncomfortable thing at home. I will. Believe me, I've tried, but it I just do like doesn't. My house dresses. Yeah. And that I might get dressed up in a house dress for. New Year's. Yeah. But the thought that someone's going to buy high heeled shoes, because mm -hmm. that's, so it was like shoes, these, and then the, the third and like the final was like ways to stay comfy. And I was like, that's what I'm here for. And I don't think anybody's there for any kind of blazer over sequins action like we maybe had been in the past. Although, you know, to, to dress up in our finery would be, would be nice. <laughs> maybe and just we'll, stand and wave from the window at the other people. We'll just do like a photo op, do it for the gram. Yeah. Never done that before, but we could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, nice. I thought that was funny. What do you think? Let me know if you're dressing up. We should have dressed up for Halloween. I kind of feel like we really missed the boat on that one, but I didn't want to get in our garage and it was dark and pull all that stuff out. Yeah. I'm always afraid of spiders. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Ooh, well, we have speaking. some mail, Katie. Oh, mail. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, would you like to read? Mail time. Would you, do you want me to read? Mail time. I can read because you read the, yeah. the popcorn. All right. Um. Well, there's a couple, so. You can start with that one. It's funny because it says popcorn. Yeah. But it's podcorn. Okay. Oh. Oh, I like that she even... Did you read through these to make sure they're all good? Oh. That we're okay uh, to read? I think you're okay to okay. read. Okay. So I didn't one, read through it. So this is fresh off the press. Hot it off the press. could be a dangerous thing because we're not proofing them beforehand, I'm but we trust our audience. I'm sure they're going to be fine. Um, And I like that she gave us the phonetic. Is that how you say it? The way to pronounce her name? How you say... Concierge Marie. <laughs> it's how you say it's classy. Okay. Hello. My name is Alusson. Uh, or is that A? Alusson. 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 Says everyone pronounces it wrong. I totally would have. I would have done the Elison. I don't know what I would have said. Okay. Um, okay. We've established what her name is. Her last name is B. Sorry. There's a lot of parentheses. It says <laughs> say okay. my last name for all I care. Say my name. Say, say my, my name. name. Say my name. No one is around you. Okay. Yes. Be like a bumblebee. I'm from Salt Lake, so you should definitely put that into the running for where to move to. Thank you. Added to the list. We have all four seasons, good snow control, snow plows with actual salt on the roads, and there's ski resorts near for all of your snowboarding fun. I like the cut of your jib. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm putting on my shoes. I'm getting excited. Since I've caught up on listening to the podcast so far, having listened to AKA Up to Date in September, then what, running- what? Then running out of episodes, so I switched to this one. Got caught up, and am now switching back on AKA again. Whoop, whoop. I realize that those paragraphs are boring. Now for the fun. Let's I didn't do think it. it was boring. It was I didn't quite think exciting. so. It's kind of cool. You were talking about what you were up to, and I was into I it. I know, snow plows. Okay, Katie and Sean, do you have any roommate horror stories from college or adult living before marriage? I'm sure I do. How did you handle them? Any advice for someone living in student housing who hates their roommates, but only sometimes? They're lovely girls. They just aren't my kind of tribe. Totally get it. Mm. Yeah. 
I had a roommate um, probably about 17 years ago, uh-huh. 16 years ago. And Buddy, w- so we shared a, a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he would oh, uh, blow snot rockets uh, in the shower, all like it would be covered in the, it was the grossest thing. And he was only there for a short time, like two months till we murdered him. You did not. No, we didn't. But I was so excited when he said he was moving out because mm-hmm. I, I was going to have to move out. I was so disgusted. I'm, I'm what did you tell him? Did you tell I him? I did. I did. I did. He didn't oh. go over well. Uh, he How was, could it not go over well? He's like, I don't care. I don't care. You can clean the bathroom if you don't like it. I don't care. What? Yeah. Guys are like that. You know? Anyway, so. He deserves a punch in the throat. Yeah. Joe and I played a prank on I him once. I turned the water off. That, uh, Be like, good luck showering, you fuck face. Yeah. Well. Sorry. That's me. That's, Let me woman, tell you, that's womanly, very passive aggressive. Uh, what I did to get rid of this roommate, vindictive Sean. So, like you've never seen before. Um, he went out on a date with a girl he very much fancied. Mm-hmm. That he he was a bank teller. You tell her he had herpes or something? No, 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 no. But uh, he, they went out, they had drinks, uh, they came back to the house, mm-hmm. and Joe, my roommate, and I, uh, so this guy had pornography. Uh, in his room and what we did is we put it in the bathroom no we put his pornography in his bed and wadded up a bunch of tissue oh, paper oh, awesome awesome and we put a uh, little pump of uh, hand lotion underneath his pillow oh gross so then we hear the key in the door and he and starts like, to come in joe and i are well, this is upstairs and we run room? into our room oh into your separate room yeah joe goes to his mm-hmm. i go to mine close the doors lock them because there's three people living in the upstairs mm-hmm. of this house mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they have a glass of wine downstairs. They go upstairs. She sits on the bed. I think they're going to watch a movie. It's, it's totally mm-hmm. benign. It's not, this isn't like well, no, but- a racy Stacy story. Uh, the, the way it goes down is five minutes into going to his room, because I think she sits down on the bed he and here's something. like something underneath the, the, the bed. And he yeah. doesn't know what it is, like underneath the, the blanket. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he pulls the blanket back to reveal his crime scene. <laughs> And he screams, mother, beep, 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 <laughs> who that, beep, beep, beep. Like, it just ruined his whole date night. Mm-hmm, that's awesome. She's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she leaves. Good. He is furious. You and guys he, go deadly silent. Oh, yeah, I didn't. He's like banging on Joe's door. <laughs> anyway, snot rocket dude moved, uh, I think, about three weeks later. That's he he awesome. started looking. Yeah, I was like, fuck him. I'm going to ruin Get his. Get out of here. Yeah. You do not want to mess with me. You don't want to clean the bathroom? Okay. Okay, I got you. I'll see you. I'll see how long this lasts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good human, but. I mean, we're all fallible. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty bad thing to do to somebody. I mean. You know what's funny is they got married. To do. They oh, got really? married. Yeah, I, did. I was not invited to the wedding. <laughs> like you wanted to go anyway. No, but they got married. Oh, wow. Mine, it's funny when you said that because I was like, do I have like, I have a few crazy roommate stories. Yeah. And the funny thing is my roommates, like my roommates were wonderful. I, they were both ended up being close friends of mine for many, many years. Veronica, Liz, Nina, wonderful. However, sweet mates. So at Pepperdine, you have sweet mates, meaning you have a roommate in your room, but our uh, dorms are not set up like rows of doors like a lot of dorms are and you have like a big huge bathroom okay. we have suites with four rooms and a shared bathroom that has two toilets and two showers and two sinks does that make sense so eight the people. bathroom has two toilets two sinks mm-hmm. do you see the other toilet no sean they're in like little stalls stalls okay i was like this is mortifying i don't like this 
sweet mates. At first, I thought sweet mates. This sounds cool. Yeah, sounds and then sweet. you have like a living area, usually with like a, it has a TV, a couch, a couch. and like a, a lamp and stuff. Northeastern University in Boston has a similar dorms. Oh, sweets. Yeah. yeah, sweets are nice because then you don't have a bunch of people going by your door and. Also, Pepperdine's like, uh, there's only female doors and dorms and male dorms. Like, there's no... Uh, no in-between dorms? Well, you don't no have mixed. mixed. Yeah, because it's a Christian university and that's how they feel. It keeps us safe. It doesn't, but whatever. So anyway, um, we... <laughs> so Liz and I are roommates for two years together, junior and senior year. <clears throat> and our suite mates in the other... Because when you get older and you become a junior or senior, you don't have four rooms in your suite. You only have two. And so there's only two other people that would be interacting with us in our like home. Liz and I had our room and then we had these other people that would come in and out of the other, uh, the other rooms as well. And they switched because a lot of people studied abroad. Some people would switch out in semester. So we had a quite, a, we had quite a few people who came in, but there were two in particular that were very like difficult slash ridiculous. So because there was only two rooms in this new suite setup, we only had one shower, one toilet. So it was, you know, it's fine. You share space. And you, as an older, uh, like as a junior and senior, you're responsible for cleaning. It, and when you're in the other dorms, you have cleaning ladies. So we'd take shifts cleaning and, you know, we, we shared on the money to buy the supplies and all sorts of stuff. And it was totally fine. But we had one. So we split up. There were two sinks. And so Liz and I had taken the sink on the right and the other people sharing the other room took the sink on the left however someone kept leaving these huge loogies in our sink that they wouldn't rinse down Ugh, what a disgusting barbarian it's fucking disgusting yeah and so it happened and liz and i like i think i noticed first or maybe Liz, maybe we say to one and one like me to her or her to me did you do that that's fucking disgusting to, to which the other person's like no that i thought you did it and then we're like, well, who the fuck is doing it? So then we clean it and we mention it to the other roommate, Catherine, that we're good friends with. And she's like, that's disgusting. That wasn't me. And we're like, well, there's only one other person. She did that, you guys, seriously, for about two weeks until we happened to catch her because she was always like. So who was it? It was the other roommate. It was Catherine's roommate. Okay. And she wasn't like, they weren't very good friends. And she was, she definitely had an eating disorder. But it, it was like there was lots of weird behaviors and things that she would do. And I think that was kind of part of it. Now that looking back, now that I know more, the more you know. But anyways. So you solved a cold case. This is a- We did. But, but then there was the part because she was super sensitive. And she always was like, everything's good. I'm happy. Blah, blah, blah. And if you mention anything that like, hey, you didn't do your dishes. I, I'm so sorry. Like it was always a bigger deal than it needed to be. And so Liz and I decided that. I would be the one to mention it to her. And I was like, uh, hey, like, I know this sounds silly because you, we don't really have specific sinks, but Liz and I use the sink on the right. And, and there, we've just been seeing a lot of like spit in there. And I, I'm just letting you know, I talked to Catherine. I pretended like we didn't know who it was, you know. Um, but if you could just respect our space, we'd like to keep it separate. And she was like, oh, of course, of course. I would never use your, and it stopped. Hmm. And I don't know if it was in the other sink. I never looked because it's not my sink. I don't have to clean it. But that was fucking disgusting. It's pretty gross. You handled it nicely. You didn't put pornography in her bed to scare her? <laughs> well, there was, I mean, in, in the opposite of like my defense, in like our own, we shit talked for a couple of weeks trying to figure out how to deal with this. Right. And, you know, there were probably names that were slung around like 
you know, spittle, uh, lady of spittle. You always hear the urban legend where, uh, oh no, it's not an, ur- an urban legend. In fact, I think your mom did this, or your mom uh, and Larry did this. What? When someone lets their dog poop on your lawn, so you scoop it all up and you throw it on their lawn. They didn't do that, but uh, Angie did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but because they have a German Shepherd dog, this person does, and they walk it around like multiple times a day. And bigger dogs take bigger shits. Yeah. And they just leave it. Someone shouldn't let their dog shit on your lawn. That's disrespectful. She, well, she she put it in a bag mm. and put it on his front porch. Yeah. And then when he like brought it back to her and was like, how fucking dare you? Then she started scooping it and putting it right by his mailbox with oh, steps in it. Yeah. I, I would find all sorts of weird places to put that on his property. But she had, they tried to talk to him and he just doesn't, he just won't. Yeah. It's really um, disrespectful. <clears throat> but so second story. Oh, well, what I was just going to say, uh-huh. the reason why I brought that up is perhaps one way of conditioning her not to do it if she had continued to no 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 that's disgusting um but i would maybe scrape her dried greener out of the out of the sink and flip it into their sink or into a bag get like 20 of them and then put it in her sink or something (laughs) (laughs) she'd move out i'd throw up doing that i don't (laughs) i know it's pretty gross and and yeah okay well moving on anyways then the second so okay Catherine, we loved her, and she was our third roommate the, for the whole year. But she had someone switch out every that was semester. The big German lady, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, she she liked boxes of wine. Yes, box yes. wine. It's we were on a dry campus, but we always had box wine in our fridge, and nobody ever found it out before. Other people put bags of wine under their mattresses and just the spout down below. What? <laughs> All right, now we're getting into the interesting the, stories. I don't care about wherever the box because there's like a little pouch. Oh, so you guys would just have like bladders of wine hiding? Yeah, at the foot of your bed, because you don't really sit on the, the foot of your foot bed. The foot of your bed, yeah. yeah. I remember Christian Rohner, mm-hmm. our buddy, uh, Chris the Swiss, dealing with the trials and tribulations of life. Uh, he likes kids box and, wine, too. Yeah, yeah, he had box wine in several strategic locations around the house, one of them being the bathroom. <laughs> Daddy's just Locked going to the, the toilet. <laughs> he had it in the... <laughs> In the in the tank behind it, and he called it the wow. Roner Special. I'm I'm having two the Roner Specials. Wine. He would text me. I'm like, oh yeah, you're not even using the bathroom. He'd, he'd text from the bathroom to talk about hockey while he was having a Roner Special. Yeah, because he needed a break. He had another one Parents that was in the backyard, and it was like where the kids would play. It was like they, they had a little sandbox or whatever for the kids, and it was like a he had a special box outside that was inside of. How oh, funny! Yeah, so he had his backyard wine, his toilet wine. <laughs> wine makes it sound like he's in prison yeah and then i think he had one like in the couch or like next to the uh-huh. couch in a strategic location as yeah, well like in the plant or yeah something. yeah yeah it was great that's hilarious I was like that man is yeah Catherine loved box wine yeah it's like mother's little helper but daddy's little helper now but is boxed Ca- wine. funny story about that was Catherine. i remember i miss her i hope she's doing well but she um <laughs> she was telling liz and i one is day, that call me kitty cat no that's oh. a different Catherine. okay yeah, that's, that's a story that's for true. another time that's then. A story for a whole nother time. Um, I actually have a perfect story for Halloween because she was dressed up like a cat and it was Halloween. Um, okay, anyway, so this other Catherine was telling Liz and I, she's like, I don't know why. Like, I've just been so tired. I've been going to bed at like nine o'clock and like I'm wiped. And Liz and I are like, you know, we're sitting watching bad reality television, probably like uh, what was the flavor, the flavor of love. We watched that Ooh, reality yeah. show for a while. Anyway, and we're like, well, what are you doing differently? And she's like, I don't know, nothing. Like, and I was like, well, are you drinking, you know, like, are you getting up super early and drinking a lot of coffee and you have like a crash or something? Are you, drink-, you know? And then 
Liz, like, you're having a lot of sugar. Are you coming down from that? And having like a really heavy carb dinner. Like we're going through all these things. She's like, no. And I'm like, well, tell me what you do every night. And she's like, well, you know, I'll have like some chicken or and whatever vegetables. And then I'll have like three glasses of wine and then I'm just wiped out. And we're like, dude, you're fucking drunk. You're so drunk. <laughs> right. I'm so exhausted. I wake up in the morning. My mouth is all dry. Uh, she wasn't hungover. She was just she would just put her out. What like, size are these glasses? Too? I don't know. Because there's a variety of glasses now that well, they I offer mean, people. You could like. Right. Anyway, so we I don't know why I'm so tired. So forever we were like, I don't know why, um, which was really funny. Last roommate story. Yeah, yeah. After ahead. Catherine's first uh, loogie roommate mm-hmm. went away, we had another roommate come in who, again, now looking back, as I'm even talking about, I'm like pretty sure had some kind of mental illness of some sort, but she shaved her entire body, just not her head. Okay. So like her face, her arms, her stomach, her legs, her back, like everything. She Seems had, like a lot of time it was, invested in. So if, why if is she, she a got swimmer? In the shower, no, no. She she's just a really OCD. I think she had really severe uh, stubble. Yeah, but no, but uh, she was very controlling. And I don't know if it's OCD so much or if just extreme anxiety. I'm not sure. I'd have to like consider all that I know about her again. And I I bet you I'm gonna make up something here. But maybe her mom when she was like six said. Yeah. Hair is bad. Or like, you're so hairy, you look like a, a bear or something. Right, I don't and know. then it stuck with her and she's or a boyfriend scarred mentally. Of, I don't know. But so she, anyway, she, if you missed an opportunity, because those those of you who are like me, you get up at the last possible second that you can get up so that you can get in the shower and get to class or, or just fucking walk into class in your pajamas because I was totally that person. However, we're older. And so I would come back from like a, a run or something or like after we had PE still sometimes. So like, I'd come back and want to shower. And if you didn't get in before her, you're waiting for an hour and a half for her to get out of that shower. And it like fucked with all our days. And it was, it was really frustrating. And we tried to talk to her about it, but she was super sensitive to the fact that like she, sh- you know, we're like, well, we know you shave a lot. And she was like offended that we knew that. Oh. And we're like, dude, like I've seen your, like you, I've seen you, I've seen that you shave parts of your body. That's not, we, we have a pool. We've gone laid out by the pool. Like <laughs> normal people have a little bit of hair. Like, you know, anyway, yeah, she was really interesting. And then she also got angry at us because she was doing Teach for America. Okay. And not her, Shave for America. She should have been doing Shave for America. Should have been had a Gillette brand deal. Right. Um, it was actually the Venus Razor at the time. That was like her jam. It was crazy. Weird things you remember from people, right? Because she would like, it was just a whole ordeal, this shaving thing. But anyway, she had a boyfriend that she was like upset, like, we're going to get married. A lot of girls get that way. Like, we're going to get married. We're going to get married. And he was not, that was not, it wasn't going to happen. And she really wanted to teach for America or rather he really wanted to do it. So she was going to go. So she applied and they oh, both got Oh, he was it. trying to get and away. And he tried to back out, but she'd already like purchased this furniture. You guys, it was fucking nuts. He didn't want to teach for America. He wanted to get the fuck away from Becky. But, but and they broke up. So then when she said she mm-hmm. was going to go with him, then he, he was like, up. oh no, I want to leave. I don't want to teach for America. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like uh, Chandler and friends when he's like, going I'm to going Yemen. to Yemen. Bye, Chandler. He bought a ticket to Yemen and off he went. <laughs> that that was a good uh, plot point on Friends. I'm not a Friends fan, but that was a good one. But this Yemen ticket was Teach for America. Yeah. And then she signed up and got accepted as well. And when she got accepted, he broke up with her. And then there was this like full-fledged meltdown. 
it was very interesting. Anyway, so those are my roommate stories. I know those are really long, but girls are interesting. I love roommate stories. It's such a neat time during your life. Like people yeah. that you you shared space with, you know, and totally people you don't know, like you have to try to figure it out and yeah. make nice with it, you know, in order to. So when I was living in uh, when I was first living in California, um, I had made friends with a group of people. Mm-hmm. One of the people in the group uh, had his own house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I want to live in a house. I don't want to live in an apartment. <clears throat> so <laughs> I, I courted him. You courted uh, Joe? Oh, totally courted Joe. Uh, for his, let's say, 24th birthday. Are you all greased up? Is that why you're no, working no. your arm here? No. I have. Okay. Well, yeah, I had hand lotion on from earlier. The, the s- Yeah, we love that Ned brand. It was a brand deal I got from my channel. <laughs> you're so good at brand deals, Katie. Well, we have been particular about the CBD stuff because some of it's made with chemicals and yeah. this stuff isn't. So this one's a free one for Ned. Yeah. We're was, not getting paid for this, no. but man, they have a good product. Oh, guys. So check it out. And again, this is not... Uh, well, we can get into that later. Finish your courting Joe story. Okay. But the CBD stuff uh, works amazing. Yeah, it's on my toes not hurt. I think it cures His arthritis. Hands. Well, I mean, cure is a strong word. Sean. Cured my arthritis. All right, moving he, it, on. He uses it to treat it, and it makes the pain go away. That's what it is. It still comes back. If you didn't use it, it would probably come back. All right, so back to Joe. So back to Joe and your uh, courting. Yeah, it was like his 24th birthday. We had all hung out like for probably a year or so. 24th birthday, wow. Yeah. We'd been hanging out uh, for a bit. I met him, bit. he was like 32. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I lived with him the longest at that house, like including his parents. Yeah. Um, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we, a bunch of us had spent the summer surfing at the ocean. It was great. San Onofre and Dana Point. Um, and I was like, man, this guy's pretty cool. He's not like the other bozos that we're hanging out with. you know. So there was mm-hmm. Sean Nichols, a bunch of other people, and Joe. These are the two keepers. The rest you throw back yeah. in the friendship universe. Yeah. Some people you don't keep. You, yeah, you, you send them back the bones. out. Yeah, yeah. And these two guys are great. Still my friends, yeah, they're right? Still our close friends. And I knew, I was like, that guy Joe, he's got something. And it's a house <laughs> and an empty bedroom. I'm like, I'm going to rent that from him. And it was cheap at the time. Yeah, it was like 600 bucks. Yeah, or something. something like that. And everything was included. It was great. And he liked to have all the channels. Yeah, he did love the full cable. He kept package. it clean. The guy, uh, yeah, everything was spotless. And he was also super OCD clean. Yeah. One guy. day we'll talk more about Joe because yeah, it, yeah, he he yeah. was a great uh, roommate, still a great guy. Him touching things and counting and adjusting. So, yeah. Anyway, continue. Great. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, I, I basically How you courted him. Yeah, yeah. I bought him uh, tequila, a bottle of tequila for his birthday. <laughs> Some margarita glasses, a mix, and said, hey, you know, hope you have a great birthday. Which nobody gets gifts, you know. No, guys. especially our group of friends who were mm-hmm. like, come on, you're not going to mm-hmm. get someone like a nice tequila. Anyways, got him for that or got that for him and uh, locked the deal a week later. I, we were sitting down, you know, at the, the restaurant for lunch or something, a bunch of us. And I said, hey, man, uh, I noticed that you, you're, you got a roommate that's moving out. Uh, any chance? And one of the other people at the table who Joe had known for probably another 15 years before Which I showed up and seen it's like Remus? Alex or something oh, Alex. one of these guys uh and uh I I made a move I was like hey uh, I'm thinking you know if you have an open room maybe I could move into your place and he looked at me he was like yeah that sounds good and then down the table buddy who's known him through high school was like oh I was gonna ask you you know and since we've known each other for so long and he said would you uh get me for my birthday really and he says I don't know when your birthday is what <laughs> <laughs> like these two, you know, buddies forever. Yeah, they 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 puff up, right? 
because guys are funny. Like, what'd you get for my birthday? Uh, when's your birthday? Exactly. And so it he gave me he ago. gave me the room. You know. <laughs> funny thing is that Putz was at his birthday party, so he he had blanked that that was his party. He just thought it was, it was a, party. a party. Was that yeah? He was such a he was a Putz. Though. We were all like that when you're younger. You're oblivious to life. You know. Yeah. You do, you do stupid shit. Anyways, a fun group of people. Yeah. Joe and I hit it off. He's into motorcycles. Remember when they all came up when I lived on Fifth in California? Oh yeah, we've got we, photos we went from to that Renee's. Night. Oh. Moment of silence for Renee's. It Renee's went, was a wonderful. It wasn't a place. COVID affected thing. She had, I'm assuming, passed away. So, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this, you have a haunt, a bar, a cool place in your town, something that's like. It's not fancy. It's just it is, and it's got character, and yeah. and it's it's operated by the proprietor. Uh, We've you know, had like three of them, I'd say. Yeah. Well, for me, in college, was the Doom Room. Okay, so that's Do- in Malibu. Yeah, and that's like Point Doom. If you don't if you don't know of it, you don't need to. And it doesn't exist anymore. And they let people smoke inside, which is against the law. But they had karaoke every night. Ugh, moment of silence for the Doom Room. Yeah. So that what was taken down, and we were like, no. Luckily, it was like. After I'd already graduated. A dingy place in college. It was a good. dirty, dark bar. And everybody needs a dirty, dark bar. And then there's Renee's. And Renee's mm-hmm. was on. So I was on 5th in California. And Renee's was on 5th in Wilshire between 5th and 6th. And it's this bar of a million rooms. So the if you've ever been to Santa Monica or if you haven't, basically a, a two-story uh, building. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them that run along Wilshire. You walk up to the entrance, and it's a courtyard off of a main boulevard in Santa Monica. Yeah, it's very unassuming. It just says Renee's. There's nothing to it. And then you go down this labyrinth of doors and and passageways. And there's tons of different bars, because there's like a bar in this room, and then a bar in that room. This has live music. Weird tables. And people are smoking here, because there's no roof. Different different themes. And that little courtyard almost feels like a little weird place in Europe. Like you could be in Spain. It's it's brick bottom. Mm -hmm. But the story is Renee... Uh, her, I don't know if her husband owned it or bought it. I think they were there in the in the late fifties. And then she took it over. He passed away, and she'd already been running it with him. And she ran it, you guys, up until I think she was ninety two. And she was living above the bar, she and had every this night apartment. she'd come down. And she'd come down and she'd smoke a cigarette and have a, I think, cognac. Or I had something. a Renee sighting. We one saw night. her, yeah, yeah, and because we were there to see, I think, the fights or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're you're like, right. do you guys have them on? And she's like. She pointed, she had a cigarette in her hand and she pointed with the cigarette. She was like, like old Santa Monica. She was so cool. She was so cool. Was like, she was like a Damn, hippie. I want to be like Renee when I grow right? up. I just don't want to smoke cigarettes, but she was so cool. Yeah, she was smoking through that tracheotomy. Not as cool. She as was I. not. <laughs> but she was like, an, she. I think she died at 92 or 93, and at which point her family sold the bar and then it went through. It Three just or four didn't ownerships work. since then. It just then. didn't work. It wasn't Renee's and it was like bright. Uh, remember, I don't know. There's all these different names. Although the plan for us is to leave Santa Monica uh, for greener pastures, for safer places, whatever reasons we're leaving. Um, Cheaper housing. Basically, uh, live somewhere we can afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Santa Monica was to plummet into the depths of real estate, commercial real estate, you know. Or uh, we could if, afford to come back. I would, even even if this was, you know, unsafe, I would move back here. It's if such I a could. cool town. I love this town. It's just so inaccessible. It uh, is. I mean, what we need for filming and for working and just for livable space because yeah. family comes to visit and we need space. It's so sad, <laughs> we though. We can't afford it. Like You went down there the other day, it's right? It's really sad right now. And everything's, everything's closed board, up. Closed, boarded. Permanently. Yeah, and lots of restaurants are out that have been there forever. Um, but Renee's non-COVID related was just sad to see go. Yeah. But I was glad that 
even so I'd loved it and would wander over on my own and go grab a drink at the back bar because that was like where Renee would sit. Yeah. All the way at the back of the property. Um, Nene, as you called her. <laughs> no. We What's weren't. up, Nene? But even like Yankee Doodles where we took PJ doesn't exist anymore. And there used to be that upstairs bar we went to called uh, Gotham City or something. It's not there anymore. The pool hall? Uh-huh. That was... Um, That's Yankee Doodles. So when I was... I think Gotham had pool too. But yeah. One of my first jobs in California, mm-hmm. I worked out of a really strange building uh, by Fred Siegel's um, oh, on... Oh, That's That's different. That's Colorado, Colorado and... Fifth? Yeah, fourth. It was a, an old oh, was bank. Was it Misto? Yes. It was yeah. right... Right next to Frito Misto. Okay. Like the next building over. Oh, I think Frito Misto's still there. It is. We should. Uh, hopefully, food. we should. Yeah. yeah. Support, support your local support your restaurants, local restaurants. <clears throat> yo. Yeah. But, oh, Santa Monica. Well, I love the city. Yeah. But I saw it before it became what it is now. Me too. And it's changed so much in the you 10 years we've been here. saw it before I did. Because I, did. I moved out in 2002 and we would come to 3rd Street. And this was, was 98 when I was here. Yeah. And those four years actually are a pivotal change. Because by the time I made it to Third Street and it was in school, their new mall didn't exist. It was that old rickety mall on Third Street. And they had a ton of mom and pop shops. Remember we got you that? Everything like, was mom and pop. Like this was old tu- Santa Monica. We got you your tunic. Yeah. But there, they did have like Starbucks, coffee bean, and Puma had just gone in. And I remember uh, one of the seniors in my sorority was like, it's the beginning of the end. Like yeah. it was going to be ruined. And I was like, what? I was so excited as a girl from a small town. I was like. We have chain stores? <gasps> For sure. You when know. you first see these things, you're like, holy shit. Everything is here. You've got. Yeah. And now everything to the from- point where you have Apple, mm-hmm. Tesla, all these yeah, Louis Vuitton, very Cartier. expensive brands. And you're like, this what Beverly is this Hills. town? And yeah. who? so it's a tourist trap, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great if the city can make revenue off of it. Well, Main but Street something and- was lost. Yeah. But and Main Street was- and Montana kind of held on to some of that. Some of it, yeah, for sure. But a lot of it was lost. But I, I dream of coming back here mm-hmm. during a better time. And even if it's just, you know, having to Airbnb, I really do like the coast of California. And, Me too. And with the prospect of leaving it, I'm, I'm kind of... I know we're nostalgic. Verklempt. I'm verklempt. But yeah, I agree. Is there anything better than a Yiddish word, like, to express things? I'm sure there are. Like, no. every language has good things, but, but- man... There's so many little Yiddish words that have made their way into our. They're like, in our regular, like daily. What a putz. Uh huh. Putz. Uh, Vaklempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hutzpa. Yeah. That's a fun one. Some Hushpa. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I just. I yeah. Like it. Okay. The next you have to read it said, have Sean read something. Oh, are we still in the mail? <laughs> we are. We, I just, we got distracted by the <clears> roommate. <throat> That's a great question. Thank you. Sean, read this next part in a very serious tone. Mm, I don't think you're supposed to read that loud, but okay. Oh, well, I did. You make mistakes in life. That's what I learned. Okay. Katie, I have a very important question for you. Your answer will determine a lot for me, so I hope you'll put it through. Oh, put thought into it. Mm. Okay. Always. It means a lot that you're willing to take this question seriously. Mm -hmm. Please, please answer honestly according to your instincts. Mm. My question is, do you know the Muffin Man? (laughs) I didn't read it before I handed it to him because it said, have Sean read this. I was like, okay, I'll just wait. Do you know the Muffin Man? Who's the Muffin, the muffin man? man? The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? I he do lives not. On Cherry Lane? T- Terry Lane? Where does the Muffin Man live, you guys? Do you know? No, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I've never heard of it. You lie. No, I do not lie. Are you supposed to pretend? I mean, I do lie a lot, but I don't. Are you supposed don't... to pretend? No, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. The Muffin Man. Is it a cartoon? It's an old, uh, I think it's a commercial. It may be before my time of coming to the United States. 
There are certain cultural. Oh, it's a nursery rhyme. Oh. The children's, uh, the Muffin Man is a traditional nursery rhyme or children's song or children's game of English origin. It has a rude folk song index number. Nobody cares. But it says, do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Yes. Oh, we probably had a French version of yes, that. Yes, yes, I know the Muffin Man. Sounds like man, a kindergarten muffin song. Man, the Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. Hmm. That's the song. I could read about the origins and stuff. but They should make like a hip-hop version of that. No. Oh, turn my headphones up. You know the Muff, Muffin Man? You Muff, about to meet a motherfucker? Muffin. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, sorry. That was uncalled okay. for. This is for you. Sean, j'ai un question pour vous. Pour vous? Yes. It, that was very, uh, that's uh, proper. Oh. Saying okay. vous instead of tu. Oh, you know, like vu is like, oh, you, doodly do. Et, et aussi. Yeah, and also. Le question. The question. Et plus. 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 Yeah. Et plus. Sérieux. Yeah. Et très honnête, s'il yeah. vous plaît. Okay. Merci en avance. Okay. Your French is magnificent. Mon question est. Okay. Qu'est-ce <laughs> I'm getting so close to the end here. <laughs> Katie, your really French struggling. lessons, I tell you. This uh, part of the uh, uh, podcast has been brought to you by Rosetta Stone. It's oh, And Babelfish. She's doing both. You can tell how... You mean Babel? Is it? No, it's Babel. Is it Babel? <gasps> and fish. Where'd fish come from? Babel, uh, Babelfish. Isn't that a little translation fish put in your ear? From um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's, oh. Yeah. I'm talking... Babel is like a Rosetta Stone competitor. Yeah. Okay. Babble, I think they have commercials. Okay, <laughs> is this what they call dead air? On I was like, Babelfish. What is Sequoia Babelfish? See how okay. good your French is. So this is, I don't know how to say this word, but I'm going to try. Okay, and it's a simple word, but I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, Okay. C'est que c'est la vie. What is life? I guess so. What is the meaning of life? Qu'est-ce que c'est la vie? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Qu'est-ce que c'est la vie? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the question. Oh, good. I thank you for uh, for writing in in French. And how does this person have French in their? Uh, I don't know, but she said it was my chest. turn to read it in a French accent. I feel. I like thought I you did. did. Excellent job. Or Katie. whatever accent you want. You're an adult. I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> how does this? So they're from um, Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City, mm-hmm. and they're doing French there. People learn it in school, dude. So I learned it from a book. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that everyone in Salt Lake is a Mormon? I don't even know. Like, I Tell think us. I've heard the rumors. That there's Are they a, true? I think it's like a 90%, maybe. I don't know. But it's a big city. Know. It's a lot it's of Mormons. It's an amazing city. I think the Mormons are very interesting people for the simple fact that they- I don't know anything are, about it. They're really into history. So if you- History of what type? Like real history or like their religion history stuff? Well, so, okay. So I don't know the, the background of this. Uh, well, let me finish so I'm, this really quick. Oh, yeah says, I'm just messing with you. Oh. Anyways, y'all's podcast is one of my favorites. I love hearing the healthy conversations and opinions on topics. Hope this election season has treated you well or as well as possible. Thank you. You're welcome for the horrible French. Eight years of French in Utah. I thought it was fantastic. And a fancy seal of biliteracy for my high school transcripts and a few semesters in college. You did great. We need more French people in the United States. I think it's awesome that you did that in school. And I'm going to say her name one more time. And it's Alison B. Did I pass the test? Fantastic. Okay, cool. 
Well, thanks for writing in from... You were going to say something and I cut you off with this. Oh, I just... I find Mormons fascinating because I didn't grow up with any Mormons around. Um, Oh, one. Sally Loosely. That was her name. No jokes. Hold on, Loosely. How is she doing these days? If you're listening to Sally, send us an email. (laughs) She took me to one of those, like, dances. Yeah. And I remember my mom saying... She's a Mormon? uh Uh-huh. And I remember my, my mom... So I was telling my mom, I was like, I've, as she was inviting me to a dance at her church. She's like, oh, yeah, the Mormons do that all the time. And she's like, you can totally go. Cool. She didn't, you know. My mom, I don't, that's the one thing that's kind of interesting and cool looking back on as a child is like my friends, a lot of my friends went to Catholic church or Lutheran or Mormon or we didn't have, I don't think we had much of a Jewish population. How do you make the sign of the cross? I go like this. <laughs> I go like this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's funny. I, I, I rub my tummy and pat my head. You, you, you pat your tummy and rub your head. That's, that's completely that's opposite. Whatever you want to do. Um, anyways, she would all like, there was no, I don't know. Religion was like, sure, go to church with them. Whatever. And then she'd always ask me like, what well, was interesting? That's Did you cool. enjoy it kind of thing? And I never really thought about it until just now. So yeah. thanks mom. Allowing your mom was curiosity. Open to other. Well, concepts. she wasn't raised in the church. She, uh, not converted cause it wasn't like Judaism, but she, joined a church when she married my dad because my Cause your family was into uh-huh. it yeah yeah because she really loved my grandma and would go with her cool so. well every time i've encountered mormons they've uh-huh. been nothing but wonderful first mm-hmm. of all um it's only been in since i've been in my late 20s that I've, i only know a couple well lamar and i my old business partner mm-hmm. his family uh they married into the mormon church so oh yeah his dad's sister uh-huh. right that part okay uh Lamar, uh, his background or his, his family background is Iraqi. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful people, wonderful food, really fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Like Chaldeans. Really boisterous. And, mm-hmm. and I like it, you know. Um, big family gatherings are my jam. But they married um, uh, this Greek-American family. And that Greek-American family, uh, the man who uh, the, Lamar's aunt had married, Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Mormon and they were in oh. St. George, Utah. And I'd never been to Utah. I had heard about it. I found it fascinating how tight knit these communities were, first mm-hmm. of all, because it was well, a, f- a fabric of a community, which is kind of cool. They like rely on each other. Yeah. Um, and they're like responsible for certain yeah. items for like not doomsday prepping, but they always have like a stockpile yeah. of some sort. I don't, you guys, if you're a Mormon, this podcast is brought to you by the church of Latter-day Saints. And, um, I was just gonna say the Mormon church. I forgot it's called Jesus Christ of Latter, or what is it called? The church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. I thought it was something longer. Like it could be, I, I don't know. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or something. Uh, anyway. So I, I did my best uh-huh. to, to understand it, like kind of hear what they had to say. And, and I heard people talk negative, negatively about it, kind of mock them a little bit, just mm-hmm. in general conversations thought that they have multiple wives and stuff like that kind of yeah that polygamy was part of the past and then there was reformation in their church but they're all very nice like anything there's always like the radicals well there's the breakaway sects Mm -hmm. of uh uh, just like mormonism i was raised pentecostal but there's those weird people that deal with snakes they're not weird they just do different things snakes handle snakes that's weird it is i don't i don't not the mormons the pentecostals yes mormons don't handle remember that tori amos video where she's like they're, they had the, the the preacher and they've got the snakes. And I was like, what is that? And it was like Southern. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. I remember only snakes with Britney Spears. Oh, with different era. Tori Amos. Um, Britney Spears. Yeah. Well, we've gone. Com- Our ship has been blown completely off course yet again. We have another question. Ah, j'ai une question. 
about showing cows. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, so in a previous episode, we talked about. uh, Previously on opinions that don't matter. We talked about show cows. Showing cows. No, we didn't talk about, well, we did. We talked about showing cows, but it started off with like the tractor pulls and right. And then we kind of. Country living and country fair. Yeah. And the future farmers of America and all that stuff. Okay. So she says, this is Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Katie and Sean. Since you brought up the subject of showing cows, I showed cattle at fairs and my best friend showed dairy cows. See, most of my friends did dairy cows, but I had one friend that did cattle. My favorite memory is when she entered her cow in the the purtiest cow contest. How's purtiest spelled? Purtiest. P-U-R-T-I-E-S-T. Purtiest. Purtiest. It took me a second. Where they dress up their cows in hats and ribbons. It was so much fun seeing how creative people were decorating hats for cows. This was at the Tulsa State Fair, our favorite. My friend Mark that I was talking about, it always went to Tulsa. It was always Oklahoma. Must be a big. Must have a lot of the, that kind of stuff there. It's the big contest. The big show, as they call it. The big show. Going to Tulsa. Says every year, the 7 to 12 grades would load up in buses and go to the fair. So much How fun. How cool. What an experience that I have no... Um, a comprehension about i mean like that is something completely different and yeah. i wish there was a book there probably is did you not have this in canada i'm sure it existed but i, I grew up in the suburbs we we had oh, like see, small I grew up in the country so then yeah not that i was but we're far enough out like where i grew up was so far out yeah from. what's crazy is i didn't realize the countryside was that close to where i lived mm-hmm. i just thought i'm in the suburbs yeah, your dad lives in the countryside right my sister lives out uh in vaudreuil area yeah. and that's all there's farmland right there well yeah and that's all new developed where too. pj so back moved when you were to. growing up it wouldn't have been developed yeah totally we had a bmx track that was um going to be uh shut down by the city the pierrefonds bmx track and it was awesome right like place to go but the city wanted the land because it was more valuable oh i was like was it dangerous no but like to develop it into a condo or something mm-hmm. or, you know whatever yeah. it's gonna be sold but they had a rule where the city had to, I guess we should get back to your question, but the city. <laughs> I'm d- that one, it says, anyways, love your podcasts, Brenda. Thanks, gotcha. Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. But anyway, so, uh-huh. The city had a rule where if you took one park away, you'd have to put it somewhere else in your town. Oh. And so they took the BMX track and they put it way out at the edge, I'm sure outskirts where it of the town. didn't make sense for anybody to it get It was there. in a farmer's field and it was corn and it was the coolest thing. It was like um, the movie, like, if you build it, they will come. Oh, a field of dreams. Field of dreams in the middle of a cornfield, right? Well, this BMX park. I haven't seen that movie since was I was like in eight the middle years of old. a cornfield, and it was bigger and better than any BMX well, track. Well, it was also brand new, which is pretty cool, right? It was awesome. When I say awesome, like you would hit a jump, fly through the air with the greatest of ease, or crash, whatever. But you're a child, so you're like. But you're whatever. flying, and as you got elevation, you look out, and you're looking out across a cornfield. That's How cool, cool is that? And I watched over the a period of three years that track um the encroachment of mm-hmm. development subdevelopments yeah, and houses pj ended up moving in down the street from there uh into a little subdevelopment they had a pool in their backyard and it was weird because you'd see the animals leaving from the fields oh, and like yeah. so his first year because had a pool in the backyard you'd always see like frogs or rabbits kind of they'd oh, die they in the drown. pool yeah um <laughs> but after a couple of years you stopped seeing them because i think that's kind of sad. The animals were displaced. I know. Back. Captain Doom and Gloom at your service, Katie. Right. Well, that's why like people are like mountain lions are in people's backyards and bears. I'm like, that's because we're living where they were living. Mm. So they're like, I was just trekking home for the holidays. What's your problem? Brenda? I'm just kidding, Brenda. I, your name was just on the tip of my brain. Okay. Hello, Katie and Sean. 
Since you talk about mental health so much on your channel, I thought, why not entertain you with funny and embarrassing story of the time of my middle school teacher, the time my middle school teacher tried to get me to see the school counselor? Yeah. I'm already intrigued. Tell me more. I had told my teacher about my struggles the previous day, and she had referred me for a meeting with the counselor. So it was break time, and I, as the most stupid and smart teenager in the world, attempted to sneak into the counselor's office. So I opened the door, peek in, and she goes, so how's it going? Probably asked a bit too soon. So I take a scared look at her. She stares at me in that transparent, piercing way. I heard a scream somewhere, and at one point I realized it was me screaming. <laughs> There's a scream coming from somewhere. It's like one of those movies where the sound like is pulled away, yeah. like dissociate, like it's kind of separate, and then it comes back and you, you know, <laughs> um, uh, it was me screaming in the middle of the hallway at break time in in front of over two hundred or so other teenagers. I immediately put my hands over my mouth and ran through the hallway and into the bathroom. You can bet I had a fun time trying to explain to everyone in the grade what had happened. <laughs> that leads me to the question. Do you have any embarrassing stories about middle school that you look back at and think, oh, fuck, I messed that up, didn't I? Hope you have a great Saturday. Oh. I love it. Okay. I, I do too. Do you have any uh, embarrassing stories? Middle school. Uh, middle school. Such an uncomfortable How, what time. What age is that? What, what is real middle oh, school? You, like 12? Yeah, Sean has a tough time with this. Middle school... So you go into high school at 15. So middle uh, school is like mm, 12 to 14. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe 11, depending on. So you know. the 7th through the 9th grade. Yes. Okay. No, not 9th. It'd be 6th through 8th. Okay. That's okay. The conversion chart that I have growing <laughs> up where I grew up. Uh, Always a little different. Grade 7 is high school. Yeah, you, that's what's insane. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I think 10, you need 11. middle school to protect uh, seventh graders from seniors we had junior high and C, uh but it was we were just separated by like different time blocks but we we're in the same building and oh yeah ours is a complete or ours my personal experience was a different building yeah you let us know what was yours experience um but yeah middle school is essentially the most uncomfortable period because it's like puberty time oh and everybody's uncomfortable i would hate to be a teacher among <gasps> like all the raging hormones you know you have right? to deal with like people and then like you're just having a hard lockers time. and just weird shit. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing children? Yeah. Because I'd be like, you're so young. Uh, Don't do that. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a picture and saying it to your parents right now. You're both in trouble. Right. Boom. No. Um, oh, my God. What a, what a challenging time. Do I have any embarrassing? I don't have any embarrassing stories from that era. I mean, there's definitely things that are probably embarrassing. I just don't really remember right now. I'd have to like put it in my brain and think about it. <laughs> well, we did a good job fulfilling your question. Uh, I mean, I question. think it's embarrassing looking back. Yeah. Like, I remember I had a crush. So this is actually even previous to middle school. This is like fifth grade moving into sixth grade. So I had a crush on this guy, Kyle McCarricker, um, which is so funny because like I know him now as an adult and it's just, fun, you know, like I see him sometimes I go home and it's like it was that little period when I was like little where I was like, oh, Kyle. And I was, you know, you don't date or anything at that point. But this is kind of embarrassing thinking back is there were these shoes. And I swear to God, I could like draw you guys a picture. Like I could tell you what they look like. But he went on and on about how cool these shoes were. And he got a pair. And so then I had to get the same pair. Mm. In my head that. that How'd you look? It made sense. They were super cool. <laughs> but they were Nikes. And I remember begging my mom for them, and she was like, they're too expensive. We don't buy the new, da 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 this is a waste of money. But I got them for my birthday. So they were Nike, and they were high top. Okay. And they were 
pretty much all black, but then they had this bright purple. Yeah. That was underneath like where the little black straps would go to the hooks where the laces would go around. Nice. That sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, I love those. It took such good care of those shoes. And I don't know why I thought that was like flirting. Mm. <laughs> you like something, I'm going to get it too. Right. What? Anyway, I had a crush on him for, and that was silly. And it was I, that was the only way I expressed my crush was through shoes. I don't even know if he knows I ever had Is a crush Is that why you him. wear Chuck Taylors? Because I wear Chuck Taylors? Always. Ah. I, old habits die hard, man. No, nah, I, had I know my, you're flirting with me. I, have my, I always flirt with you. Yeah. But that's kind of embarrassing to think about. I oh, you do didn't have-, have a story, but I something popped in my mind. You won't know anything about this. So you, finally a fresh story, <gasps> she said, uh, about her relationship. Um, so the year is 1988. Okay. Do-do-do. Yeah. And uh, I used to have to take the city bus home from high school. Mm-hmm. So 1988, grade eight, I take the city bus home. There are people that live up the street from me that I know from elementary school. Uh, who I'm friends with in high school, but they're not my main group of buddies. Okay. But I know them. Yeah. And, um, they're acquaintances. And th- you know, well, they're, they're totally cool guys. Like we used to ride BMX with, you know, uh, around the neighborhood as kids. Mm-hmm. But now you're in high school. Anyways, one day after school, uh, we're all standing around and they're, they're dancing. And fuck, these guys could dance. Like they were like... Uh, or like a dance troupe. Kind of, yeah. Like what was big at the time? Like Maestro Fresh West. Let your backbone slide. You know, like these. I don't know that song, so you have to give us a little. It's like a raw bass. It takes two. You oh, know, it takes two. Yeah, baby. like that... it takes two to make a thing go right. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it takes two to make it out of sight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so oh. it's that era, yeah. right? Public Enemy is hitting on the radio. Um, for this for hip hop, like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I listen to more rock music, but I I also listen like to like backpack rap. Kind yeah. Hip hop. Yeah just good music you know mm-hmm. and my buddies are listening to this and one of them had a little boom box and they're dancing and they're doing like they're teaching each other moves Ooh. and there's like five of them and um but there's two of them that i know really well one of them happens to be this guy daryl uh tabinar awesome guy uh who's pj's good friend they ended up being roommates we we knew each other mm-hmm. all throughout high school the other guys we kind of lose contact with uh anyways so they're dancing and they're like hey uh, sean you know like check this out and try doing this and they're showing me, I don't even remember what it was. It's like running man goes into grab one ankle, then jump through your oh, leg. Oh, yeah, they do all the jump through. Jump through your leg, oh, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Especially because I know your dance moves and those aren't. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> you mean no finger guns? No Keep finger simple, guns, yeah. Keep it simple, man. So we're, we're waiting for the city bus to show up, right? And it's, it's like, um, like this time of year, dark. it's like November. It's dark. It's like. 345, 4 o'clock. The sun is going down, you so it's dust. You still have a nose, so I guess you're there's, okay. There's like slush everywhere. It's, it's just, it's, you know. Yeah, it's Montreal. Yep. And uh, so as the bus is coming up, um, it's, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of people on the bus. On the it's bus. well lit. And sometimes the bus would be so full that you couldn't actually get on. You had to wait for the next city bus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we noticed this bus is coming. I'm like, oh, and they're showing me this dance move. So it's, it, it's the running man goes to jump through like hold your ankle and jump through with the other foot and as the bus is coming i'm still trying to get the you know my timing down which we learned now the bus pulls up the city bus it's packed full of kids like from the other high school john rennie and now they're headed home (laughs) we're all heading home and it's packed and the lights are on and i'm underneath like a sodium arc light well yeah because you're sitting at the bus stop at a bus stop uh, high school parking lot and 
right then there is when I jumped through my leg oh, like no. to, and I thought I had some moves, you know, and I fucking hit the ground like my feet went out from underneath me, my head hit the ground. Oh, no. oh. and all I heard was the whole bus oh, erupt in laughter. And then laugh. Ah! <laughs> oh, and no. Psh- the doors close because, you know, a couple of people were able to get on, squeeze on mm-hmm. this pack bus and it drove away and people are like laughing and pointing. You're like, oh no. Yeah, it was so bad. At least you didn't have to get on the bus. Because my, when you were telling that story, I was like, oh no, you're going to fall flat on your face. And they're going to be like, do you want to get on? Like the bus driver's going to be like, it's time to get on, little man. Yeah. And you're like, ah. It was yeah. bad. Um, that's when, <laughs> that's when I, I uh, found out that I'm not a good dancer mm. in the eighth grade. I, I. The dancers went one way, I went the other, you know, um, and uh, I ended up playing rugby, not very well, but mm-hmm. um, bicycling a lot. Yeah, but other things, not dancing. Not dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more jumping through your mm-hmm. other leg. No. no, but it was amazing when people do that move. They still do to it. this they day. They still do it. I find all sorts of dance Any stuff is dance crazy, move, people. it's crazy. I still don't understand how the moonwalk is done. I know. Well, Caleb, for instance, the fitness marshal, he's got all the moves. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can do all sorts of... I can't make my body roll like that. <laughs> I don't know. The world of dance to pretend. me is like, uh, you it's know, just, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyone who dances and yeah. dances well yeah. is great. Anyone who dances like me, you understand also, the pain you're great. of... You are also great. Shake your tail. I feather. remember before... Okay, so funny stories about going to school dances and how you're kind of nervous. I've always loved to dance and so has my brother. And it's funny because I'm I'm like almost four years younger than my brother. And I was getting ready for like my first high school dance or middle school dance. I think middle school is like when you have your first dance. You have like a winter formal or something, you know. I wore... Um, which, so, so the seventh grade? Eighth grade. Sixth grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Or maybe sixth grade because if it was in middle school, maybe it started in sixth grade. I think that's formal. the first year of having like a, a you, dance. You had like a dance and you dance like arm yeah. length apart. But um, I remember being kind of nervous. And I was talking to my mom and my brother about it and my, my dad, which my dad's such a class clown. It's kind of funny that I even went to them for advice. But I was like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I, I kind of I like to dance at home, but, you know, you don't like dance for other people, especially people you want to, like, think you're cool, you know. Yeah. And so I was going with a friend because I didn't want to go on my own. I wasn't going to show up by myself, like, going to go with with Ashley. I was going to go. And. Um, Nick was like, nobody cares, you know, you just do what you want and you have fun and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't, essentially, Nick's motto was always like, haters gonna hate, kind of, which, you know, bless his heart, I love it. My mom was more like, okay, so she put on some music and she's like, you start with your feet. And she's like, do you feel that beat, sis? And I was like, yeah, I feel that beat. <laughs> it's, every, good. it's like every kid learning to dance, I guess, or maybe white rural child right. learning to dance. And she's like, you just step to the beat and that's all you have to do. And then if you want, you can use your arms a little. I'm just laughing because your mom is not. <laughs> she's not a dancer and she <laughs> hates stuff like that. But she was doing her duty. And my dad was like, you know, um, don't let anybody touch you, you know, and, and you can even snap your finger, like all sorts of random advice that you should not take. <laughs> But to this day, when anybody talks about like, oh, I'm so nervous to go to this or I don't even really know how to dance. I always think like, just start with your feet. Just got to feel that beat. <laughs> you feel the beat. Got to move to the beat. You move your feet. Nice. But I love to dance now and I really don't care at all what people think. But yeah. I'm much older, right? So it's like even when we went to uh, the Creator Summit, you know, 
people are like, you just you just keep roller skating and you don't stop or whatever. And Diana's like, that's because we like to do it. And I just like, we were just off. I didn't even care. Like, yeah. I don't care what you think about me. I don't need to hang out with like cool kids. Who are the cool kids? Nobody. <laughs> Even the cool kids looking around. I wonder who the cool I know, kid is. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. It's silly. But anyway, that just made me giggle because first dances, man. Good stuff. Those are very embarrassing. Got any more notes for us today? I'm done with oh, I have notes, but I'm out of we're out of the the emails. Uh, okay. One last note. Oh, actually two. Because this will roll in nicely. Okay. So speaking of dances, my first winter formal. Which I hope, if I can find the, a photo, I'll give it to you so you can put it up on here. Okay. Because it's hilarious. So I wore, like, wool, it's winter, black tights, black, I think, turtleneck. So far we're good. Dope ensemble. And then my dress was, like, a red with a black, like a checker, not checker, but, like, plaid. Wool skirt that had, over, like, a overalls. Let me guess. Wool? Wool. Overalls. Well, overalls. But it's just a skirt. Wool all over. <laughs> and then I had my, my shiny Doc Martin shoes. Whoa. <laughs> like little, like this Mar- is like racy. Okay. Like Mary Jane. Yeah. I was so excited. You're funny. So anyway, I had Do you this. have a photo of this? Yes, I think I do. Oh, uh, we got I think bust it's it in out. my photo books. So a few years ago, I paid a member of my family who loves to scrapbook to take all of my photos and put them in scrapbooks. And it's been the best investment I ever made, even though it was like hundreds of dollars because it does take a lot of time. And she made like five or six of them. Anyway, it was the best investment. I'll dig through and find it. Okay. But anyway, so I'm telling you about my outfit because are overalls cool again? I've seen a lot of young people wearing overalls, and I love to wear overalls. I should have kept that dress, man. I had corduroy overalls. I had light denim overalls. Mm-hmm. I had big baggy ones. I had ones that made me look like I rode the railroad. Hobo overalls, <laughs> the engineer the ones, the, blue and white. Yeah, the stripes. Those are dope, Katie. You could bust those out today and be like, "Yeah, what's them backwards, up?" Backwards, like crisscross. Yeah, with a corn cob pipe and like. Let me tell you about the days before the pandemic. We used to have a lot of corn in the cans. We don't have that anymore after the pandemic. People hoarded it and now we're out. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish, I wonder if I have a picture of my papa because he used to wear overalls when he worked in the field. Yeah. Overalls serve a purpose. Anyway, that just made me think of, because I had overalls. Are they cool? Question mark in my notes. I think they're very cool. And I think they're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Maybe we should, maybe that's what we should wear for the holidays is just overalls. <laughs> I would wear brown corduroy overalls tomorrow. If oh. ha- green ones too. If I Maybe had the Gap has them. I used to have some wide green corduroy overalls. They were pretty cool. I thought they were cool. Corduroys some people laughed. Zoop, 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 exactly. Zoop, zoop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and they kept you warmer. It was they a do. Thicker pant. It's true. That's the funny thing about going to Montreal that I didn't realize because I didn't grow up in that kind of cold. How weather. fashionable I am on the East Coast. One hundred percent. West Coast not so fashionable. East Coast. West West Coast. East Coast. East Coast. It don't matter. Um. No, but the need for thicker pants. Yes. Remember, I had to buy like those uh, thermal legging things. Had to or wanted to. Both. Yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> Long johns. Well, PJ was the first one to teach me without realizing that he taught me about the importance of thermals under jeans because homeboy lives in the coldest part of the world i believe other than like the north pole but he wears thermals almost always under his jeans when i see him because he has holes in his jeans but you see his little thermals poking out it's a look i was like that's smart 
Yeah. Thermals are awesome. It's wicked Waffle mad. knit. You're like, I love what kind of waffle I got. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> oh my like, God. Why are you touching my cousin's knee like that? He had the waffle knit. I was weak. <laughs> they, weak for the waffle. They had a sale, which I actually debated buying some for you, but I didn't. The Gap was having a sale on waffle knit long sleeve shirts. And uh, I showed Sean. I was like, ooh. You know what is dope is all hell? Hmm. Like the gene of all genes for winter time. jeans. Oh, the sweet, sweet flannel. Lined inside yeah, of five hundred one, like part of your oh, Levi's. Yeah, yeah, they make them. Mm-hmm. It's dope. It's nice. That's the way to roll, That's baby. The way to roll flannel on the inside of your pants, flannel on the outside of your pants. Flannel, Full flannel, flannel. flannel. <laughs> what they, fraternity did you go to? I went to Tri Flan. Tri Flan, Flan, Flan. They call they call it the Canadian tuxedo when it's all denim, but it's how really, dare you? The truth is, it's all flannel. That's right. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know, I had never heard that before that uh, jean on jean, like jean pants, jean shirt, or jean jacket. I didn't heard, until recently. Right. And when we were in Amsterdam was the first time. Do you remember yes. uh, this happening? Was it Hannah? Second? No. There is a, uh, a Dutch uh, YouTuber at the time. Uh, he was at VidCon and he was wearing jeans and jacket. Uh, so he's all denim. Mm. And I think I had a... Someone had said something. Oh, I had a Canadian shirt on or something, mm-hmm. like Montreal Canadiens. He's like, oh, he goes, I'm wearing a Canadian tuxedo, he says to me with his Dutch it, accent. He knew. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, C'est quoi ça, yeah, I was Canadian. like, come on, man. <laughs> like, who, you know, you don't tell people like, oh, you're, hey, look at me. I'm, uh, you know, I grew some tulips in my front yard. I'm just like a Dutch person. <laughs> I know. I got wooden shoes. <laughs> yeah, Ow. exactly. Yeah. Look at me. I'm wearing clogs. I'm so Dutch. <laughs> It was just funny. I didn't really care, but it wasn't offensive. No, 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 no. Dutch people are pretty uh, quirky. I like them. It's fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun people. They're like uh, Germans with a quirky sense of humor. Not yeah. that Germans don't have a quirky sense of humor. Jurgen definitely has a quirky sense. By of the way, uh, we were number eighty-nine uh, in Germany whoop, last week. Whoop. So, congratulations Shout out uh, to, to our, uh, our uh, German fans. What should you say? I don't know. It's Hello. Is how you say. Classy. Achtung! What's Is that, that mean? Danger? I don't know. Yeah. I had so Einfahrt much... and Ausfahrt. <laughs> it goes enter and exit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just funny because it has it's the word just fart, a fart in it. Well, that, it, it makes we sense, really right? We really made Jürgen giggle with that because yeah. he was, I was like, Einfahrt. And he's like, yes, Einfahrt and Ausfahrt or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, lots of farting going on in Germany. And you know, a really lot of giggled. English words come out of the German language. So. Of course, but it was just funny. And he, then he giggled with us and, you know, then asked if I wanted more muesli because that's how you're going to... That's how he rolls. Soft-boiled eggs and muesli. Soft-boiled eggs and muesli every morning. I do like the I, European uh, breakfast. I do love the little egg stands and yes. the little spoons. Yep. Could do that all day. I love Cured that meat, some cheese. Yeah. Small piece of toast because I'm sensible. I don't need a big piece of toast, you know. We're moving like Texas toast. You got to get ready. Baby. Not into it, man. <laughs> Not into it in the least. I'll take a biscuit any day. I tell you what. Yeah. Okay. I love a biscuit. A little French word there. A, bis- a little biscuit. A biscuit. <laughs> I did love the food in, in Paris and I was surprised that I didn't like gain 5,000 pounds while we were there. I actually lost weight, but it's because all the walking. Paris is wonderful. I, I, I would love to could, live in I, France. Oh, I know. We actually looked at apartments. Like how much would it cost to stay here for a while? How do I make this trip? Instead of being a vacation, Call how do I make it? Alex, do you have a room? So, uh, Alex, French guy cooking. Funny enough, I have him in my notes for this week. Oh, mm-hmm. we my love notes Alex. say if you haven't watched Alex, French guy cooking. I encourage you. Oh no, my to do it. notes he's... said he's a hack and a bad, bad no, man. No, we love him. He's wonderful. <laughs> no, if you ever get a chance and you're looking for a YouTube channel, I said Spotlight <gasps> on French guy cooking. 
-hmm. Alex, French guy cooking. Um, my dad knew of the channel before we did. Oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I found this, uh, or we, we met, met this him wonderful through, like, person. A YouTube event. Yeah, he's wonderful. Great show. Uh, it's uh, an creative. amateur chef who I think, uh, so he's very analytical and he was uh, doing uh, like breaking down recipes or whatnot. And then I think he won some sort of food television show with Jamie Oliver. And so then he became famous, oh. and then his YouTube channel That's blew like up. That's like Riyadh. Our friend Riyadh won like, I don't know, Brit Britain's Next Best Chef. Or oh, did he? Brit it's almost like, uh, you know, we have America's Worst Chef or whatever, but he was Britain's Chef something. Riyadh Khalif? Mm -hmm. Riyadh is an interesting... He's interest another great he's uh, creator. Half, uh, his dad is Iraqi, his mom is Irish. Mm -hmm. What a crazy combination. It's, I thought, this character is destined to be famous. Immediately... It's funny when you ever go to when you go to creator events as a fellow creator. This one I was lucky enough to get to bring Sean, but usually I go alone. And so, and I'm sure everybody in real life, like in regular life, you get used to this too. It's like when you walk into a room with new people, the one I usually am attracted to one person because they're like the friendliest. And Riyadh was that person. Alex, he's French, not so much. He warms <laughs> up a little later, but Riyadh was like. You know, with his accent, you know, like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Super friendly. And like, I love that jacket. He was just so animated and so gregarious. And I was like, I'm going to hang out with this guy. I like him a lot. <laughs> and we, you know, became fast friends. I like Ria. Yeah, he's a cool cat. He's got a great show. If you ever just look him up online. What, mm -hmm. what, I don't think he has a name. It's just Riyadh. Yeah, Riyadh. Riyadh K. Yeah. Um, I follow him on Instagram if you want to find it that way too. Yeah, fantastic. And his dad makes appearances in his videos mm -hmm. and they're great. Uh, it, it's just wonderful. Yeah. But anyway. Um, Paris, I love. Yeah. So Alex, if you're looking for, uh, some, you know, good YouTube, uh, foodie type stuff to yeah. watch, you gotta check out his stuff. Um, he just made, and the reason why, so as I was surfing mm -hmm. today, looking for uh, some information, his video popped up and it was all about eggs Benedict. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know me and I know you and you know me, mm -hmm. we, we, we are weak. Benedict. We are weak for the Hollandaise. Hollandaise, man. Gosh darn, it's good, Does he right? put it in a blender, I wonder? Because that's the best way I've heard. You got to watch the video. I'll yeah. put the link in the description. Yeah. It's excellent. Probably one of his better videos I've seen in a while. Oh, Not really? that I watch them he all. He does great. He, he's that's he's I, a very good cinematographer. And he is, and the way he thinks about methodical. and puts together a video idea. It's just funny because I was talking to him about it because I was like, I love the way you do it, and I need some of that creative juice for mine because you get kind of stuck in your own rut, and he was like, but I get bored of mine. Like, yeah, you know, but Alex is funny because he's very, uh, he thinks about how am I going to get the audience? And so you want mm -hmm. clickbait, but it's not clickbait. It's like, how do you get people's attention immediately? Mm -hmm. And he told me about his cacio e pepe. Oh yeah. Cacio Every e pepe time someone makes recipe. this an Italian mother or grandmother dies or something or. Yeah. And he says. Evil. He, it was like the most loved and hated. But because here's the deal. It's a French guy who's doing cooking videos who's going to tackle an Italian staple, mm -hmm. cacio e pepe. I'm probably saying this wrong. <laughs> I thought it was just cacio e pepe. Oh, maybe, yeah. You could but, be right. I mean, See, I, I was know. probably saying it wrong. I but don't it's know. The, I'm, it's I'm an a, American. It's so. a, an Italian dish, right? It's me. very simple. Mm -hmm. But how dare a French man... <laughs> yeah, try to create Try and this. recreate or, or improve... Sorry, his video is about improving, improving upon... Improving it. Mm-hmm. It made Italians lose their fucking minds, as well as Italian, uh, you know, Italianophiles. Uh, of oh, people food. who love Italian. Food. Yes, they were like this French. So he who knew what he was he doing. He, he was is. like, mm -hmm. and he has this secret with all. First of all, his thumbnails are great. 
his video titles are great. Mm-hmm. And then the video itself adheres this like, can I improve upon the uh, the and Brooklyn bagel? Sometimes he totally bagel? fails, and sometimes he d- he succeeds. Yeah. But you just don't know what you're gonna get, and it's kind of it's it's a very fun format, and you I know, think it's really clever. Content like that renews my faith in the fact that like YouTube is still a phenomenal place. It's just there's a lot more out mm-hmm. there. Um, totally. So if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, stop by his comments. Tell him we said hi. Yeah. Be like Katie and, and he owes me five me. bucks. No, so. he owes us a visit. We were gonna see him when we were in Paris. <laughs> yeah. And this was October before all shit hit the fan. And we were like, uh, yo, he, dude, let's hang out. He had out. to go to London for, he had that beer and he was taking, he had this whole thing he had to do. And we were like, no worries, man. We'll see you like probably in New York for another event or we'll catch, we'll catch you again. Don't worry about it. And then boom, 2020. So it's like, we haven't, usually we'd have seen him probably two or three times this year, but we haven't seen anybody. No. It's wow. the way it goes, you know? Yeah. Wow. The year has escaped us. It'll be the year that is X'd out on the calendar. That's not true. The Don't Mayans got it wrong by 10 years. The Mayans got it wrong. No, okay. My last thing. Moving on. Jizz. I, I'm getting this out of the pit of despair. I, don't, I do not. It's not a pit of despair. I was just. Xing out a whole year? What, what kind of pot? <laughs> what do you think that is? What? It's an observational. Ar- your case. All right. So my last note that I want to discuss is turning the antenna. Ah. And I, and I apologize. One of the. One of the comments doesn't smell. One of the reviews on my AKA podcast is like, I'd love to listen to OTDM, but I can't stand the burping noise. I've stopped. I heard you. You can come back. (laughs) It's okay. Was that a recent comment? I don't know. I didn't even check. I think it was like a month ago. Oh, okay. I thought I curbed my behavior. Trying to be more civilized. We weren't drinking in October and you were drinking so much liqueur. Would you quit pilling our thing, please? Also. Pilling it on purpose. Why would you pill it? It's brand new. I'm nervous still with the podcast. All right. So what else we have going on? What were you saying? Turning the antenna. Oh. So uh, if you were born um, of a certain age, uh, you had television. Or in a certain area. Yep. But like there are different eras of being a television watcher. So Mm. I know that for my parents' age, they had a simple TV, probably had some sort of rabbit ears. Mm -hmm. Then along comes cable. Uh, but cable isn't available to everyone, you know, through also, the decades. Also, it was expensive. Yeah, well, it used to be antennas, then it was mm-hmm. cable. If you lived in a city center, you could have Which access. I did not. Right. If you didn't have access to cable, you had ac- you a, had a, a huge dish. antenna. Huge. Yeah. What or was, a dish. What do you call the antenna? A Yagi. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if that's like Mr. Miyagi. Pretty much. Anyway, these antennas, if you could, if you're just listening, but if you're watching, I'll try to like, so demonstrate. They're about ten feet long. Ten feet long. Uh, they're parallel to the ground. Yes. Yes. So they stick off of your. Usually they're right next to your house. They actually go into the ground. Ours did. Yep. So they they're into the ground, but ours is right next to our house, and it sat in the like the carport area. Imagine if you will a flagpole, and at the top of the flagpole sits a giant feather. Well, a, but the feather is made of aluminum and doesn't have as many little feathers on it. It has wires. Wires exactly, and it's almost like an arrow. You've all seen these types. Had a ton of, I don't know, like tick 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 down the tines. Yeah, tines. Just like a fork has tines. I would assume that's what they call them on a yogi. So, anyways, we all know what this. It's not a dish. It's the old school. It's a. It's an antenna. They're fantastic, I think, for some specific reason, for like picking up a specific band. And if you look at old, uh, if you're driving around rural America, 
chances are you're going to see. Shit, we have them in our neighborhood all around here. You'll see some antennas. We have a house in Santa Monica that has, like, you guys, I think he has a radio show. I'm pretty sure he's broadcasting to China from here. He has so many antennas and huge antennas. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so as a kid. He's a prepper. Maybe. Part of the duties that Nick and I would divvy up would be antenna turning because you get a majority of your channels on one direction of the antenna. Okay. We'll just call that standard. Standard got you like two, four, six, and eight. You get your local news. Okay, so that it's pointing in one direction. Uh-huh. Standard direction. Yeah, whatever that is. I don't even know. But then if we wanted to watch The Simpsons, so that was on channel 13. That was on oh, Fox. So cable, so past 10. Mm-hmm. You had to turn the antenna. How much? You don't know. You have to holler inside. So very precise. We had we don't it, the house isn't even set up this way anymore because there's been renovations. But there used to be this window that would go into the carport, and so we'd Nick would open the window if it was my turn to go out. You put on the the gloves for that you'd get to get wood for the fireplace because the antennas are fucking cold. It's like a big metal tube, and so it took like all my body weight. I remember like leaning. <laughs> So Leverage. he'd be like, I did it last time. And I'd be like, okay, well, fine. So then I'd go out and crack the window and you turn it. And I'd be like, is that fine? And Nick would be like, no, it's still fuzzy. And then, and then you'd get it. And sometimes you get it past and got to go back. Because it's, it's like, I imagine if you were looking from the outside, you see the antenna like barely moving. And then That's like such shapes. a good t-shirt. <laughs> Two kids yelling at each other. One, yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, also we had rabbit ears and we found out that putting a little foil on the rabbit ears makes the need for the antenna less. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we wouldn't, if the weather was just right, we wouldn't have to turn the antenna to watch the Simpsons. That's awesome. <laughs> Building some crazy antenna like that. And I don't know, but yeah, so you'd put on the leather gloves and go out and twist it. Things have changed, you know, now you just. It just comes in on a little Roku stick. I know. You guys don't know how good you have it. I used to have to so... run out and be like, is that on <laughs> I think Kim and I had something similar to that when we lived in Beaconsfield. Sometimes you'd hear, I'd hear the music though. Dun, 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 and I'd be like, I got it. Ah, the perfect And I'd be like, is tuning. it fuzzy? i get close through the window and he'd be like, we're good. And I'd be like, I'm in, you're done. But that, if you didn't have, even with the gloves, the cold of that metal. Mm-hmm. It's like dumb and dumber, like your tongue would stick to it. You know, it's cold. It's, it's like. Did you ever do that? Stick your tongue to? No. Okay. I was not that person. I'd be like, I'll let you do it first. I was definitely that person. You try it first, you report back. Yeah. <laughs> That's like even with the vaccine or treatment, I'm like, you guys try it all, you report back. I'm always that person. I'll go second, not first. Not in a hurry to Sensible. try something new. You'll probably live a good 20 years more than I will. I'm like, I'm in. No. How do I. You want me to stick my tongue on the... Ah. No, you're sensible too. I don't really no. think you're that way. I make a lot of mistakes. Not as much. I don't feel like you're as impulsive as you used to be. That's because my brain is fully formed this ah, past year. Yeah. Yay. No, but I, you know, I, I, I make mistakes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think if we were outside more, you'd see more foolishness. But oh, because totally. I'm like trapped inside... I do stuff that I'm like, why are you doing that? You're, you're 45 years old. I love to live free and dangerous on the snowboard. Uh, we got to have good insurance. That's the thing. Yeah. I think I see a spider on the wall. You're, <laughs> you're delinquent in your duties of crushing uh, the bugs, Katie. It. Right above the painting that my grandmother painted. No. 
compelling content. Well, on that note, I think we should probably wrap things up because we're getting hungry. It's time for dinner. Was there anything that we're missing? Did you cover everything? I don't think that's it. I have more notes, but I'll save them for next week. I have a lot more notes. They'll be just as good next week. Listen, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone who left um, reviews on Apple last week. We got a bunch of them came in, so that was really cool. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review or anywhere else. Yeah, leave a review, share it with a friend. All of that helps. Or don't. Don't share it with anyone. Keep, Keep it, it as yourself. your own little secret. Turds. And people ask what you're doing. You say, nothing. Fuck off. If you can't take a joke. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. If, if they you can't, can't take, take a, a joke. joke. <laughs> you want to hear that? We'll put, a link, we'll put a link to that song in the. It's another little Montreal Canadianism. It's a good one. The Anglophone community had some great gems in the 80s, ladies and gentlemen. Things such as they can't take a joke bowser and blue all right okay have a good one Bye.